to the Final Whistle podcast. Time you run. Welcome back, Final Whistle, another edition and another great week. Got Dale and Trevor in the studio. How are we, boys? Mighty fine. Fifey, how are you, champion? Mate, can't be any better. What about you, Dale? Yeah, same old, same old. Um, here to talk about footy. That's the main thing. Still Side. jobless? Still jobless. Anyone <laughs> out there who wants to give Dale a job, yeah, you can get a free plug here on TFW. I don't know if, I, like, Trevor and I will, Trevor picked me up um, about an hour ago before we come over and said, to the traffic, like I don't know how unemployment people do it. Like I'm bored in my brain. I'm just doing, like just cooking dinner for fun. Is is not there's not enough washing up. You can do not enough he's chores. A, you can do. He's being a house bitch. <laughs> or, um, like there's not even that. There's not even enough Netflix you can watch either. Like it just gets boring, eh? You know what you could have done, mate. You had plenty of time to bake some brownies for us. <laughs> yeah, remember the brownies? Tealish is too backed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bit of um, you know that that good stuff in there as well. Three days to go to Junior Rugby League. It's, it's a countdown, and as we see the countdown getting lower and lower, we're also seeing cases getting higher and higher out there in the southern west of uh, Sydney Metro. So, you know, again, the warning is all out there in terms of making sure that if you are in that area or you have been in that area in those infected times, get yourself tested. I'm going to throw it out there. Gladys is stupid for not closing the borders when she should have. She should have closed the borders at the first day when it went over 30. Um, you know, people have come up and, and all of these cases now that have come down that, that short bit have all been um, traced back to Victoria. So that's as much um, political shit we're going to talk about here on a rugby league program. Dean Pay, well, we go from one political thing to another political thing. Dean Pay, uh, he walked out. Proved that he is a quitter. Um, I wouldn't have stayed in that that environment too. Yeah, what three point two million dollars down on everyone else in terms of player talent that you can buy because of you know Raylene Castle and the and the previous board in terms of back ending deals on players that weren't worth it. Trev, yeah, I was pretty shocked to be honest uh, about uh, Dean uh, resigning. Was he resigned or was he going to get the push anyway? I think he probably would have probably could have got the push by the board. Uh, what what I'm really shocked about, and I, I honestly thought his job would have been safe for at least another year. And reason being, as uh, we already know, that Mounties is coming on board as a feeder, and he was at the Canberra Raiders when Mount with Mounties mm-hmm. as a feeder as well. And I thought, Mounties coming on board, he knows the system, he knows how it works, he has a good relationship uh, with Mounties as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty shocked there's anyone else, to be honest. Oh, look, you wouldn't stay there when you've got a schmozzle that you've been inherited and then they're, ex- they're expecting you guys to still make the eight with the schmozzle you got. Uh, look, not discounting any of the players that there, they are very talented players, in their own mind just for some reason they're not gelling properly but i don't know what we're going to do there but it's uh <coughs> it's interesting you know the first name popped up was trent barrett he's tried and tested as a first grade coach before at manly didn't work manly and bulldogs are two clubs where you feel a club legend will go better there because they've they well, they know what the system is they know the past, the history, you know, bringing someone in that's not... You look at it, well, you look at the past, folksy. 
Uh, who else have we had there? Steve Price. Chris Anderson. Anderson. Chris Anderson, yeah. yeah. Steve Price was the, was the captain there. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, just, just Bulldogs' names, Bulldogs' um, history will we'll go there. It's like Manly. You know, Manly, for some reason, Tuvie, Desi, you know, the last 10, 15 years have been under them two blokes. They've been in finals or, or, or grand finals and won them. You know, you bring Trent Barrett in for two years, and he came from the Penrith system, like for the Penrith juniors, uh, the junior ranks in the twenties, and 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 um, Canterbury Cup, and he saw what he had out there, and he goes out narrowly and goes, oh shit, this is what we got. Oh, I can't work with this, and then Des comes in and gets him back in the fifth spot. The you yeah. know, so so you know, and and Bulldogs haven't got anything flashier than what Penrith have, and they're not as bad as Manly. Personally, I don't see Baz as a as a first grade coach. He's really good as an assistant coach, working with the halves. You know, you, you've seen how the halves and the hooker and that are working out of Penrith this year. I dare say Baz has got a, a tremendous amount of work in there. Yeah, well, you look. I feel sorry for Dean Pay actually. You know, all the things that you just mentioned before, but like you look, you. Like you got Dean Pay's inexperienced NRL coach, and then you just replace him with another inexperienced, you know, NRL coach, so to speak. Well, I feel they need to go, to go someone that's gonna. They're talking about they want a coach that's gonna bring plays to the club. Our players gonna want to go play for Trent Barrett after the Shamozzle at Manly. Hey, Daly Cherry Evans might. <laughs> well, yeah, he, DCE Bulldogs. Yeah, well, Daly 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 enjoyed being coached under under Baz and. I dare say that's because Baz was a half as in his playing career. You know, it's already plastered over the back page of the you know the Telegraph. You can coach, but don't poach, and that's a, that's a directive that's come from Ivan Cleary. We only have to look at it. Look who's back at the club this year. Look who followed over to Manly with Baz, and it was Appy Corso. So you yeah, know. but Appy only came back because Manly went with Manisi Fenu. If they didn't go with Manisi Fenu, Appy stays at Manly. Oh, well, Appy was going to the Bulldogs as well. So yeah, you know, that's where Appy was going. He was going to the Bulldogs in Eleven Valley. He ended up at Penrith, mm. and then a week later, Baz got you know announced as assistant coach. It kind of you know, it kind of works in the Eleventh Hour. You know, Appy gets told, "Oh, Baz is going back to Penrith." All right, well then, Penrith was the other club that was interested in me. I'll go there. What a, like? What about is it Steve Georgialis as the interim coach at the moment? What about like? What about say he wins eight of the last eleven, or you know, seven of the last eleven, whatever, and you know, there's good performances there. Why wouldn't he get the gig? Any Mate, anything about I, against I against him? No, I've got nothing against Steve. Just remember, he done the exact same thing at Penrith. He came in as the interim coach, got him into the semis, and Penrith went elsewhere for another coach. Yeah, no, nah, look, if I was the Bulldogs, if I was the Bulldogs, I'm not in a rush. You, you want, like you just said, Dale, give Stevie a run. Give him about, you know, give him eight weeks. So if he gets five wins in eight weeks, okay, well, then maybe he's got the playing grip on his side. Maybe he's got that little tenacity that is needed. Then sign him in with, with two rounds ago, and then he's gets the you know gets the, the open checkbook next year. So yeah. that's what I'd be doing. Before we move on, um, if you if you were the CEO, who, who's your pick? The one one person up your head to take over the Bulldogs next year. Who are you going with? Uh, to be honest, if I was the CEO of the Bulldogs, I would have done everything to keep Dean Pay there. Pifey? Me, me personally. And, and the reason being, you've touched on it, you, you want club legends there. Well, Dean Pay is a club legend there. He he understands the Bulldogs. He is a very smart uh, person with a good football brain. And the thing is, 
but the players still wanted to play for him. Yes, <coughs> I've got three, and I can't break it down any further. If you're looking at club legends, you're looking at Jim Dimmick. He, he's out there in the assistant coaching land. You're looking at Jim Dimmick. <coughs> if Steve, if the Bulldogs aren't wanting to snap up a coach straight away. Give Stevie a run. Give him a give him a five to eight week trial. If you want an experienced coaching that you know is going to get the job done, Andy Griffin. They're the three choices that I'll be looking at. No yeah. one else. No one else outside. No Baz. No Tuvi. Tuvi might end up over at um, Warriors because the Warriors boss wants a personality coach, or he's the biggest personality coach you got. Um, with the catchphrase that was <coughs> live with us forever. It's got to be an investigation in this. <laughs> Spe- speaking of investigations. Um David Fafita, worth 1.25. I know you're only worth as much as the club's going to pay for you. But if you're him, do you take it next five years, go up to the Titans? Or down to the Titans? D- down to the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> down, yeah. So you found geography, mate. Especially 101. Up, down, same thing. Still in Queensland. In and around, left and right. That's in Queensland. That's, in Queensland. That's Queensland. Yeah, it is in Queensland, and we will be talking to Dennis very shortly. <laughs> yeah, no, because at uh, the day... You don't know when your next injury is going to happen, so if they're going to throw the big money at you, you take it. You don't know when you're going to. <laughs> if the Titans want to end up like the Bulldogs in four or five years' time, <laughs> yeah, throw the money at him. Well, he's twenty. At least like, he's not injury prone. Like, yeah, like what four of ones? No, but you just don't know. But end of the day, guys, I, I just think you know if clubs want to pay big money on potential, we know he is a great player. But again. They're still signing him on the potential down the road. He was yeah, paid 30, that, he's played thirty-seven NRL games and twenty of them off the bench. So, yeah. and he's he hasn't he only played <sighs> he only played his first two games anyway this season. He's been not injured. Where was my half a half an inch more talent to be able to go and play thirty-seven NRL games and be offered one point two five million? I'm sitting here doing a fucking podcast and driving a truck for seventy thousand. Oh <laughs> bloody bullshit! I want more talent. More talent. God give me talent, mother. Um, <laughs> Here we go, guys. Let's go with this, hey? Let's choose our... You simply the best. Our simply the best moment, Trev. Let's go with your one. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with Matt Ikevalu from the Roosters with his five tries. What, what impressed me more, and Trent uh, Robinson touched on it, was that, and this is a message for... Anyone out there, it doesn't matter if you're a footy player, boxer, whatever. If you're prepared to do the job when the job comes, you can uh, do it well. And he was ready. Oh, he was ready. That's all right. 10, 10, 15 minutes before kickoff, he was told he was going to play. That's right. And he was ready. And he went out there as if he's been playing all year. Yep. Simply the best. Copy Trev. Can't go past him this week. I'm on the similar and it's simply the best, but I'm going to go one better. I'm going to not worry about... The player, I'm going to worry about the jersey and the number. Number 21. <coughs> there was three players in number 21 this week. Um, the third one didn't do too well, but the first two, nine tries between them. Charlie Staines and Matt Ikevalu both played in jersey number 21. Nine tries, that's my best, simply the best moment, is 21 is a good number. Good old Ferrari, four tries on debut. Do you know why they call him Ferrari, boys? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dale's been researching this one. He's got the biggest grin on his face, Trev. Let's go. <laughs> no, not that. My mate messaged me the other day. He goes, do you know what Staines' is, um, nickname is? And I go, no, what? And he goes, come. <laughs> I was like, you're a dickhead. <laughs> anyway, so I did some research with some, uh, with some Penrith fans. And apparently because he li- obviously he lives far away. He went through the 16s and 18s. But he, he 
he didn't train with the 16s and 18s because he lived where does where does he live? Forbes. At Forbes. Yeah, so Forbes. Trained up there by himself. So they called him Ferrari because you only take that out on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to drive down for the 20s as well. Yeah. But now he's um, in self-isolation because he decided to go and party hard with those boys that were there, you know, and then Stefano's also in, um, uh, what is it, isolation? I'll call it isolation. It's a good word. It's a made-up word, but it's fun. Because uh, his parents or family members gave him a hug after debut, which was always going to happen. You know, kids making debut, you've got to make a bit, you know, bit of it. Unfortunately, with TV cameras left, right, centre and up, Everyone's wazoo. He was um, he was stopped and um, sawn and you know on the television. Just making words up today. I just feel like making words up today, boys. Uh, and then also Jake Jake uh, Avarillo as well. He's um <coughs> he's in isolation too because his parents <coughs> frequented or travelled to the the hotspot. So <coughs> it's we might be moving north, boys. We're going to go north with the with the circus. I think so. Fifey, what's playing whistle this week? Two million dollar bunker. Total bullshit. When has the rule change where the bunker can determine if someone's been sent to the bin? It's a referee decision to be sent to the bin. I don't know how Bailey Simonson got sent to the bin. That was a contest for the ball. He turned around, did not see Adokar. Next thing you know, they've had a collision. Unfortunately, in rugby league, collisions like that happen on uh, on a regular basis when you're contesting the bloody ball. The the, the bunker night, uh, the bunker, the person in the bunker that night was Galea, Ben Galea, I'm pretty sure, uh, an ex rugby league player. Yeah, I think uh, Ben Galea and uh, Jim Maxwell was it? Yeah, yeah Jim Maxwell, uh, Ben Galea. That's what they uh, said. Yeah, G- yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's know. okay because. You know, a, a old mate comes out on Monday and goes, "We got the decision wrong." Trev loves that when he comes out, don't you? I love when Graham Ainsley comes out and says, "Oh, we got it wrong." Well, Graham, you've been coming out quite a bit lately. Yeah, yeah time to fix it. Put you, put yourself in the bunker, mate. Yeah, Graham, get your ass in the bunker, mate, and, and put yourself in the pressure. Pretty sure me with my ten beers on a on a Saturday night or a Friday night can buddy press a button and determine what's going on. In more than these people who are specifically trained because it's a it's a personal production unit. Ah, oh, bullshit. Get the bloody cause right or get the fuck out of there. On that note, we'll go on to the review, <laughs> boys. Um, on Thursday, we're in the radio and we're watching it on the screen on on Paulie's show. So, obviously, we mentioned um, Matt Cavallo becomes the first Rooster player to score five tries in a match since 1955 after receiving a late call-up once Brett Morris did his groin. A 42-16 win over, over the Cowboys in instrumental form. Um, obviously, we talked about he hurt his groin um, and he did um, equal... It was a Bryant Allsop's Hall against Parramatta at the... At the Sydney Sports Ground 65 years ago. Thoughts on this one, boys? Oh, we won't brush over too much of a train run, another train run for the bull, uh, for the uh, Roosters. However, we will make mention though. <coughs> Dale said this in the studio when we were talking there on Friday, on Thursday night, off end, and we re-announced it on on, on air with uh, Paul. <coughs> it, that penalty goal by Kyle felt that he missed ended up being a 42 point. Um, Turnaround in terms of a missed opportunity to go up eight nil, and it ended up being forty two before they scored another try. So, other than that, I don't think we've touched too much on that one, mate. Yeah, birdied the first hole and <laughs> shot, a, 
triple bogey on the second, and that was a game over. Yeah. <laughs> First game. <laughs> and that's a, that's a bit of an intro into Trev's summer there, a bit of golf. <laughs> First game on fr- was it the first game on Friday? Yeah, was it Latrell? Did they play the first game? No, it was the Titans and the Warriors that played the first game for, on Friday. I'm pretty Titan, sure from memory. Yeah, so the Titans um, they break a ten game losing streak um, at home at home um, against Warriors. So they were down twelve nil after five minutes, and they come back to win sixteen uh, twelve. Uh, RTS got his first try of the season as well, and they look they look really good. But you know, de- in the second half, their def- their defense and resilience, um, their brave second half uh, performance got them across the line in the end. Yeah, no, look, um, we won't again. We won't touch on because we want to touch on the next match. The Titans were really good. They, they were really good. They they weren't over impressive, but they got the job done against a team that they faced on the other side. And that's all you got to do. Doesn't matter how good you are. It matters how good you are when you're against the team on the opposition side. Screw what the outside. Our media circus says about your team, about your, your star player. If you guys turn up and play for the 17 that's on that field that night and the coach in the box and get up with a win, well, then you've done your job. Exactly. Second game on Friday. I'll yes. get it right this time. Latrell Mitchell <laughs> um, got the goods against the West Tigers outfit that was prepared to pay him almost $3 million last season. Um, the South Sydney star triumph may cost him dearly. Well, it did uh, against the against Josh Reynolds there. That was a shamozzle with a lot of handbags. You know, Dan Gagai did get, you know, um, another hat trick, but it was um, Adam Reynolds that orchestrated that victory. Um, firstly, thoughts on, on the performance, but also about this whole kicking and Latrell and Josh Reynolds uh, fiasco. Well, Latrell, sorry, um, Trevor, getting into Latrell fiasco is utter bullshit. How the goddamn hell does he get off when Lua, whose strike on Dylan Edwards was a mere slap in comparison and wasn't done in anger, it was just done, I guess, in frustration. How the hell does Latrell get two weeks for two ch- or one charge on the field, one charge in, in, in the uh, match review? And Lalu was sitting out for four weeks. That is absolute bullshit. He came in with um, with anger. He came in with force, and he collected an unsuspecting Josh Reynolds who actually had stopped and turned around and was about to kneel down and see how Campbell Graham was after the um, the accidental kick, which he was going for the ball. If anything, Campbell Graham's bloody offside, and he should be in the bin for a professional foul. Trev? Yeah, guys, I, I was pretty annoyed about... Uh, Latrell situation to be honest Because if that happened out on the street He's getting charged for the one punch rule Yeah exactly It's a coward punch uh, Like it was It was a dog act and that He should have got the same penalty As Lily did He should have got the four weeks For for um the strike right. Like Lua And then cop the one yeah, week For the head, for head, the head eye. eye That's right You got 550 Fine for that Yeah <laughs> $550 compared to a four-week ban. Going back to my, going back to what's blowing my whistle, so we've got a $2 million bunker that can't do fuck all, and we've got a match review, no, match review committee that can do fuck all as well. Inconsistency in the NRL. Peter Villani's clean up your fucking off-field shit. Your on-field stuff's great. Clean the off-field fucking shit up so we can actually have a bit of football without having to talk about shit. And on to Saturday at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Ferrari stamped himself as the next young star off the Penrith production line after scoring four tries on his NRL debut as the Panthers inflicted the heaviest defeat in John Morris's coaching career at Cronulla. Cheered by That's a, a big group career. of mates who had travelled um, down to down to the gong from their hometown of Forbes. Staines become the first player to score four tries on debut since Gold Coast Jordan Atkins in 2008. As Panthers romped home 56-24, to Staines was unable to play before and before July 1 due to the terms of a development contract but as soon as the opportunity arise Panthers coach Ivan Cleary had no hesitation in calling him up against the Sharks yeah no definitely like well done good debut something to remember your mates have come down all the way from Forbes to watch it what was funny though sat down on his side in the first half and then they moved up the other end of the field in the second half so just to be all part of it in case he did score and for them uh, he scored four meat pies but the person I've got to give uh, big raps to was his inside man, Brent Naden. How good was Nado? But uh, he was awesome. How good? Like, Naden has played better when he's been the late call-up. Like, he's been 18th, 19th man, got the late call-up. Wari's been, you know, injured a few times and he's got the late call-up. Give him more of a go. I feel like when he gets opportunity, he puts his hand up. He doesn't let you down, yeah, does he? He reminds me of uh, one of your old players, Matt Gidley. Just pops up whenever he wants, sort of thing. And that off he done uh, for Stainz's uh, fourth try. It was brilliant. Nothing better than scoring try right in front of your family and friends. And tell you what, they drink good beer as well. That talk, great, talk about great beer. Northern. <laughs> uh, talk, talk about beer. Uh, back up in Forbes, uh, the one of the locals that Charlie's family goes to, the post office hotel, they said every time he scores a try, we'll give free beer at whoever's in the pub. Well, word got around town, and before you know it, the whole place was packed, and they end up posting a thing on Facebook saying "pub for sale," but BYOB. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on social media. Yeah. That was awesome. I hope they were social distancing in that pub because there's a lot of that bullshit going around. Too. Look, I'll go one better. You said the Penrith production line. I changed that to the Penrith Bush program. Uh, yeah. Naden, Isaiah Yo, Charlie Staines. Billy Burns, Burton. Uh, Matt Burton, they've all come from Western Rams um, group 10 and 11. So, you know, the, the Bush has got players, and uh, as, 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 I, as we alluded to, and it was in our podcast um, way back in January with Dave Trodden, they need to get a Western Rams side into Canterbury Cup or build on what the President's Cup is, what they're running this year. I'd be as as the go as far as to say that next year Canterbury Cup's Canterbury Cup. If you can get a side from the bush in on in, in the there to make it twelve so you don't have that buy, do it. Drop Sydney Shield down to being the top tier of the local A grade competition where you are, where you can allow clubs from the Penrith District Parramatta who want to be playing for an elite thing, go and play for that one. Um, Ron Massey becomes what Sydney Shield is, and then the President Cups, the President's Cup becomes what Ron Massey is, and then you can bring other club, uh, other regions in, and then that can be a truly New South Wales competition, because they're banging on about New South Wales Rugby League, you know, being a statewide competition, but you're not including. Far north, you know, past Newcastle or out west or down south in your in your Premier competition, where I think the President's Cup can allow that to happen. Hopefully, yeah, well, Dave, well, hopefully well, Dave Trotton's not listening to this. He might be out of a job. <laughs> no, he's a lawyer, <laughs> so 
He'll be all right. Fifey, Fifey for New South Wales CEO. <laughs> <laughs> he's got all the. He's got all the thinking. Got to think. What is it? What's the thing? Small body. Oh, hey, what do you say? A big brain, small body. <laughs> well, I've got a small body, and I've got a big brain. I think you might have got that one the other way I, around. But I'm, I'm running with it. I was actually listening. I didn't watch the Penrith game. I was listening to it on the radio, and Ryan Girdler made an interesting comment around that Penrith are the, are the best um, at producing outside backs, and the thing is the. The reason why they produce them is because they don't have to go to another club and then try and poach them in and play them lots of money. They get them into that development contract and then move them through the ranks like they come through their, their 20 system and yeah, all that yeah. sort of thing. They've got the best outside backs because they're too busy running over fences of a night time out in the Druid. And say that. Got you there, did I? On to the second game on Saturday. The Brisbane Broncos snapped their six-game losing streak in, in paddock fashion against the Bulldogs, winning 26-8 to eight, um, and leave the Bulldogs in that dreaded wooden spoon spot. And the Broncos read their potential kicking game of playmaker Anthony Milford. Um, score, they scored five tries to two and also always had the game in hand against the Bulldogs' side, who slumped to their worst start in the season in 56 years. Whoopie cushion, we move on. Onto the final game on Saturday, another milestone for Cameron Smith. Melbourne have overcome a night of controversy to hang on and beat an injury hit Raiders outfit 20 to 14 in frosty conditions at GO Stadium. Frosty or frosty? Frosty. <laughs> frosty, frosty. In a week where coach Ricky Stewart introduced his latest debutant, Kai O'Donnell, to cover the injury woes in the engine room. Cameron, uh, Canberra season officially went into chaos when. Um, you know, their hooker, Josh uh, Hodgson, left the field and tore his ACL, as well as um, Simonson dislocated his shoulder. Um, Trevor and I were talking about how many the how many players they've got out over the the next few months and whatnot. We wrote off about six or seven names, and uh, Trevor said that they're, they're probably gone. Yeah, I reckon uh, <coughs> they'll still make the eight, but I think they're just making the numbers up. Yeah, we'll move on to Sunday, mate. A brilliant performance from hooker Reid Mahoney has helped Parramatta grab um, back top position in the ladder in a tight 10-4 win over a sloppy and disjointed Newcastle Knights outfit. Knights have proved they can match it defensively against anyone, but they'll need to improve their attack if they want uh, to win enough games and can go deep in the final series. This is a fair fair assessment, boys, you reckon, of how, how, how Newcastle are travelling at the moment? Yeah, man, I think they're relying on their attack too much around Ponga. I think they just need to change it up a bit. Yeah, without a doubt. Like you said, you know, they one they showed, you know, diversity against Penrith and they're never out of it. They just tackle and tackle, tackle. Um, but they're just their attack is lacking a bit at the moment for me. Yeah. Pretty shit. Pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> up, to the, up to the final game, Ben Hart returns to the starting side and it, and the attacking spark of Matt Dufty and Zach Lomax sees the Dragons pump Manly 34-4. to four. Has Mary got it right now with Dufty at fullback, Norman at 5'8", Clune at halfback, Hunt at hooker and Mick Innes at lock? Yes. And a bloke in a bar for after the game. Yeah, no, exactly. But I um I called this on the pod last week and I also called it on the radio both with me chatting with Busco and also <coughs> chatting on our morning program. You know, I said if the Dragons were to put their first half performance of the Roosters and their second half performance of the Raiders, they were gonna put thirteen plus on, on Manly and it came to fruition. 
That's it, boys. That's the recap of round nine. Yep, we'll be back with uh, round ten preview just after this short ad break from one of our sponsors. Yeah, g'day, guys. If you want to use an electrician or an aircon, we suggest you guys use uh, Luke and Jakey from HQ Services Electrical and Aircon. They do great work, don't they, Dale? Yeah, they sure do, mate. They're 24 hours, seven, seven days a week service. They've got great workmanship, fully licensed professionals with a high-quality service. Yeah, mate, they're experts you can trust. They're Sydney-wide, and they are our one of our great sponsors. You can contact them on 1800 954 403 Hit them up on Facebook. They're on the Facebook there, HQ, HQ Services Electrical and Aircon. They're also on Instagram. Make sure you quote the hashtag TFW for 10% off. Yeah, 10% off or, or your, your call-out fees off. I can't remember which one they've said. But either way, mate, get on there, get on board. They're the boys that you want to yeah. fix your electrical needs <laughs> and especially your aircon when it's coming out of winter into summer and it's going to be a stinker. H&Q, experts you can trust. And we're back here, guys. Round 10 preview. If you need a aircon or your electrical condition needs done, get the Dicko and uh, Jakey onto it. Uh, we're also going to have a few ad- other ads coming up um, in the next week or two with our other sponsors. We'll quickly run through them. Sonali Sports, if you want your off-field apparel, on-field apparel, make sure you go and uh, hit Damien up at Sonali Sports. Victor Sports, we're all coming back this week. We need our knee strap, ankle strap, wrist strap. Some players like to put wrist strapping on their wrist to be able to write mum and dad on there. So if you need your strapping, get to um, Victor Sports. They're on Facebook. Uh, you ring David up. The number's on the on the Facebook page. Um, they've got their hygiene stuff as well for the hygiene needs, which is very important in our COVID safe plans. And our other one, you go and hit up um, Dicko Senior, uh, PNS Dumpers, Skip Bins. Uh, if you need to do a clean out, I'll be doing a clean out again shortly. I've, I've got a clean up then. I've got more, more rubbish around this house than you can poke a stick at, so I'll be cleaning that up, mate. Uh, Dale, let's get into the preview quickly. Thursday, Roosters versus the Raiders. The Roosters looked like they were in for a fight against the Cowboys last week before taking control with a devastating 30-minute scoring blitz. The injury hit Raiders went down fighting last week against the Melbourne Storm and will have to lift again for the grand final rematch. For the Roosters, Brett Morris returns onto the wing in place of Ryan Hall as Matt Ikevalu retains his spot. Boyd Cordner is also back from a head knock, pushing Mitch Orbison back to the bench and Pawasa Farmasili into the reserves. For the Raiders, Hodgson and, and Bailey Simpson are out, obviously with a knee a, a knee and a shoulder. And with, uh, Havili goes into nine and Jordan Rapana goes back to the wing. Um, any thoughts on to this, boys? Blockbuster rematch? No, it, it's, it's not going to be a blockbuster. It's going to be a fizzer. Just the injuries. <laughs> Look, I'm hoping the Raiders come back and be different to what we're predicting here. But, I don't know, the Roosters are just getting into that luckiness of, you know, getting the teams when um, – getting the poor teams and then getting the good teams when they've got injuries. And oh, Roosters for mine. Out of the 34 players that played in the grand final last year, how many are missing from this week's game off the top of your head? Just give me a number. Four or five. Thirteen. 
Crazy, eh? On to Friday, Storm versus the Titans. The NRL's newest neighbours will square off with the Storm welcoming the Titans to their temporary home on the Sunshine Coast. What would have been a 17,000-kilometre trip to Victoria is now an 180-kilometre oh, bus drive down the road for the Titans in chasing an upset. For, uh, for the Storm, Munster returns. Riley Jacks is out. Um, Brandon Smith starts at prop for Jesse Bromwich, who's out. Uh, Luca Fisi uh, is back, so Tino Farmasili uh, reverts back to the bench. For the Titans, Brian Kelly and uh, Philip Sammy are out. Uh, sorry, return. That means um, for more and Bryce Cartwright drop back to the bench. Yeah, just uh, before we go any further, I've got a feeling uh, a game for the Melbourne Storm is going to be played at Sunshine Coast Stadium this year anyway, as it is, uh, because um, Sunshine Coast Falcons being one of the feeders to the Storm. So uh, job well done to Chris Flannery, extra who's now the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Falcons. And I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a a on the geographical slate. It's back up the road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's back up as well, mate. We're going. We're going to have a in Queensland. We're going to have a new segment this week. Where <laughs> in the world is this place, Dale? I'm just going to throw him a place and he's got to try to figure out where it is. It's going to be uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's in Queensland. It's in Queensland. Um, storm hiding here. Got upset for the Titans. Oh, oh, I think the Storm would just be too strong, to be honest. Yeah, they'll be strong, but I'm hoping the Titans do put a call, uh, put a case forward for a good match. Second game on Friday, West Tigers versus Broncos. After a couple of big wins over the Cowboys and Bulldogs, the Tigers suffer back-to-back losses to the Panthers and the Rabbitohs to slip to a 4-5 and five record for the season. The Broncos snapped a six-game losing streak last week against the Bulldogs. The West Tigers... Um, They'll have a new halves pairing of Josh, because uh, Josh Reynolds is suspended and Luke Brooks has been dropped to the bench. Benji Marshall and Billy Waters will start. Uh, Tommy Talao returns from hamstring injury onto the wing in place of Reese Hoffman, who debuted last week. Russell Packer also returns at prop with Ollie Clark, dropped back to the reserves while Sam, uh, Sam, Mc, what's his name? Sam Mick. McIntyre. McIntyre. That's an Aussie name as well, Duke. <laughs> and Chris, Chris McQueen joins the bench. Man, what was in those chicken cheeseburgers you had before coming <laughs> on there? And just for the, Bron- just for the Broncos, obviously Alex Glenn's out and then Ben, ben Teo starts and they get off, off and Galky back from suspension again. Uh, <laughs> suspension. Look, I, I feel Tigers have got this game in the bag. Um, I feel Malcolm Maguire dropped the wrong half when bringing Josh Reynolds in. It should have been Luke's. Luke Brooks that got dropped in, in the original. You saw it when um, Benji got back on last week, the last 20-odd minutes that he was on the field, the the Tigers showed a bit of something. Uh, and they went forward and they scored some points. So I've gone Tigers. No real confidence, but I've gone Tigers. I've gone Brisbane. I've gone the Broncos as well. I need to catch up some points. Everyone's going to go the West Tigers, I reckon. But you know what, Dale? I'm sort of glad that uh, they're going to go with Benji and... Like Luke Brooks, I, I don't think he's done enough this year to still be in the team. But the Tigers did say Luke Brooks was a better player than Moses. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Saturday, the early game, Dragons versus the Dogs. The Dragons will be out for revenge for their earlier loss to the Dogs this season. For the Dogs, they'd love to play the Dragons each week because that's the only victory of 2020. For the Dragons, your boy Saab comes back, mate. He's on the wing. 
Jason Sarves on the wing. Um, his daddy's dad will be there in a Rabbitohs jersey. <laughs> For the dogs, um, Lock Lewis comes back into the halves. Um, they drop Waken, Meany to fullback. Uh, Dallin to the wing Kerry Holland starts at centre for, sus- for the suspended Raymond Smith That guy's been suspended heaps this year too And uh, Jeremy Marshall King uh, Starts a hooker And they dropped Sione Katoa, Katoa Sorry back to the bench Yeah look That looks like a better backline For um, the Bulldogs In terms of Meany at fullback And, and Dallin on the wing He's not a fullback I'm not going to get too much in this Because it's a <laughs> match Oh I think St George will win I think they're starting to hit their form. Zach Lomax, he's yeah. playing great footy. I think uh, St. George. I like I liked St. George's performance last week. And Paul Vaughan and his tight shorts. If anything, all, yeah, all we got to talk, we can quickly talk about the Bulldogs before going on, is um, is uh, Jade Nockenbore and Corey Nuria here uh, reinstated and have suspensions. Oh, we're not going to go into that anyway. I'm not too fussed on... on Corey could be playing next week. Ten, ten weeks is up, so... Interesting result there, but yeah, we'll move, move on, on. Move on to the second game. South Sydney versus the Knights, fifth or six, only one point separates them. I can get tickets to this match. You want to go? We'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be bringing Jack along. <laughs> you get absolutely smashed. The Rabbitohs are unbeaten at home games this season, winning four from four, while Newcastle have uh, only won one on the road. That's a pretty interesting stat. Um, for South Sydney, obviously Latrell is suspended and um, Campbell Graham is out injured. So Alex Johnson goes back to fullback. Gay guy moves to the centre and they've got a new wing a partner with Corey Allen being Reinstated for the first time this year, but also a debutant, Jackson Polo, makes his NRL debut. For the Knights, J- uh, Jacob Safedi starts at prop because Daniel, his um, twin, is out with a knee injury. Connor Watson's back, Mitch Barnett's back, Sione um, Matautia is also back, so that drops out Tex Hoy and Brody Jones from the side. For me, obviously, I'm going to pick the Knights. Um, we get some, we get we get Barnett back, so that's that's, yeah, that's a massive in, that. that's, like that's a massive in for us. Because I've, I think he, he's better than Fitzgibbon. Uh, these last couple of weeks, Fitzgibbon's been a pot plant and just getting in the way. Yeah, well, the thing is, we keep going... Uh, like, Barnett will play on the right, because Fitzgibbon will still play on the left. Yeah. Or no, probably Fitzgibbon might even... No, Barnett will probably play lock, and then um, Sione will play... But we got with... Like, against the Eels, all we did was attack that left side, attack the left side, because we wanted to, to square up... Um, was it field with um, with Fitzgibbon, but it never happened, sort of thing. So I feel that we need to go more, and obviously Bradman best there too. But we need to go go more right side. We're too lopsided for me at the mo- at the moment. Yeah, look, uh, I'm going to go Knights with no real confidence, and they may change that to the Bunnies later on. Adam Reynolds, he needs to have a good game. If Adam Reynolds has a good game, Bunnies going to win thirteen plus. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt, but you hope. But we can, uh, we yeah, can. Like when, he, like when, let's be honest. When Reynolds is, you know, like when Reynolds is on, Reynolds is on, on, and he's the best in the best best halfback in the game. He's got one of the best kicking games too. The like problem that he has is he's too structured. He doesn't play too much off the cuff, and that's why they've got Cody Walker in the side because Cody Walker relies on the the off the cuff Eyes plays. Up. Oh, mm. is that footy, yeah. Final game on Saturday, Manly versus the Eels. The injury-ravaged Seagulls season is starting to slip away and their tasks to steady the ship doesn't get any easier, easier with the ladder-leading Parramatta Eels. Manly have slumped to 10th place after losing three straight games. Um, only one change for Manly. Obviously, um, Morgan Boyle is out. Um, and... Um, 
Pataseka starts at prop and Waddell joins the bench. No changes for the Eels. No changes for the Eels, so they're going to give Moses... No, there will, there will be a change for the Eels. has to be. Stefano won't be on. No, he's been named. Has he? Yeah, no, he's he's been, been he'll, be, he'll be changed because he's been still down for full COVID protocols. Yeah, be, there has been no... It says unchanged at the moment, but there probably will be. But I think they're going to give Moses another another week too because they've, they've won all the games when he hasn't been there too. Uh, I, I feel another 30-plus for... Um, it's going to be good. For Manly. Be, uh, this is my upset. Manly. I reckon, uh, my upset this round will be Manly. Take me back to 1981. Manly, trust me. We'll replay this <laughs> on, Sunday, on Saturday night. We're replay. <laughs> we'll, 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 replay, we'll replay this and we'll make sure you watch it. Well, I'll remember this, even though I'm going to be. No, I won't be actually shit faced this week because I've. I'm, I've no, you'll, got still, you'll be on coming home from the game, mate. You might not. You'll probably just see the second half when you get home. I'll we'll see because, um, you know, junior footy's back on. My daughter's 9am on Sunday and then I've got to coach A grade on Sunday, Arvo, so... All you'll see is that in the in the group chat. <laughs> 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 for, uh, for the people that's thinking, what, what are we going to see in the group chat? It's an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to Sunday. Um, the Warriors versus the Sharks. Warriors versus the Sharks, you know, it's a... You love that sound. Um Boom. That was a wet one and a long one, sorry. Obviously, <laughs> both of these teams are looking to bounce back from um, from losses. For the Warriors, Cody Nikarima returns in the halves. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita is out, but they welcome back that Katoa. He's been killing it. He comes back from, um, from, from injury, so it gives them more mungu out there on the left. For the Sharks, Ronaldo is back on the wing. <laughs> Nene McDonald's dropped. Toby Rudolph starts at lock. Jack Williams has been dropped. Andrew Fafida is out injured. Scott Sorison and Connor Tracy are the new people on the bench. Um, they have, oh, for me, they haven't used Connor Tracy, you know, great in particular this year, have they? The Sharks. No, you, you had massive raps on him. You saw him, you know, out. coming through, through with the Bears. He's he's a good player. He's come back from three knee reconstructions. Uh, he got a bit of a start there at South when the players were in full blues and and whatever else. And, you know, he, he's a good young player that I hold in very high regard as a as a great player. He's just not getting used there because they've got Townsend and, and Johnson. If they're not going to use him, well, then he's going to have to look elsewhere for another start. And other than the Bulldogs or possibly the Titans, I don't see any other clubs in Australia needing a half. They're pretty well with halves. So I know who needs a half. Dooney Roos. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take Connor. I'll have Connor any day of the week. Ruse, get him inside. I'll, I'll have Connor any day of the week. But the problem is, is he's in the he's in the bubble and his transfer fees a bit too high for me. <laughs> no, I'm, sure, I'm sure the brew house could sort something out. No, not the no, not the brew house. Blacktown RSL. Oh, Blacktown RSL. <laughs> final, final game of the final game around ten, guys. Panthers versus the Cowboys. It doesn't get any easier for the struggling Cowboys with an away clash against second place. The red hot Penrith Panthers. North Queensland have the leakiest defence in the NRL, conceding the most points than any other NRL site in the competition. For the Panthers, Dean Ware returns. Naden goes to the wing, and Charlie Stain, the Ferrari, is being stood down due to the COVID protocols. Uh, protocols. For the Cowboys, Valentine Holmes and um, Drinkwater are out. So have Valentine Holmes is out for 10 weeks. Drinkwater's out for about six to eight weeks. Mitch Dunn, they're going to play Mitch Dunn at 5'8". Um, mm. 
Justin o- Justin O'Neill comes back comes onto the wing. But there's another debutant, another youngster coming through. Uh, the Cowboys, da- Dejan Assi, um, and he comes. He will be start on the wing. Uh, the yeah. massive raps on him up there. I'll, I'll yeah, be heard. I think he's uh, from the Kebra Park stable. Yeah. Another one come so. through the Townsville. Blackhawks, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah, he's, he's school is Keeper Park. Yeah. That's another one. That, that, that's another one that's re- uh, produced people like, oh, Benji Marshall and all that's come through there. Crazy. So, If um, anyone wants to have a bet this weekend, I'm telling you now, put a Māori on, Parramatta 30+, plus, Panthers 30+. Plus. I just got a yeah, just got a notification, guys, that come through. Um, Corey, how we're in Naira. Breaking news. Breaking news. Now you would love that one. Breaking news. Breaking news on the final whistle. Uh, Corey Herrera Naira has told the Bulldogs that he'll never put on a dog's jersey again. Yeah, because they deregistered him and didn't take his didn't 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 back him. I've got told that he'll end up at Canberra and replace Bateman at the on the left side there of the in the second row. Thoughts on that? Good pickup, handy pickup. They're gonna need yeah, someone. Great pickup. Well, they've got until what August this year. The uh, June thirty deadline got pushed back a bit. Well, so Ricky Stewart did say he was going into the mix because he, well, he he's got some. A, he's got another another week on that on that on that suspension if it is backdated. So he'll be free to go and then then sign up. Yeah, that's the preview for round ten, um, guys. Uh, up next we have um, what do we have five? I know you're rapping about this. Yeah, we've got. Dennis Cunahan, uh, most famously known for that song. That's in Queensland. Exactly. So we're going to have a chat to him about that. We might even get him to play that song, I reckon. Get a bit of um, That's in Queensland. You know, it's a state of origin time in a, in a normal season. TFW featuring, <coughs> featuring Cunahan. Oh, no, just Dennis Cunahan. <laughs> we, 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 we won't touch the classic. Uh, he might even add some new ones in there. There's some new names that have, that have gone across the border that should be me in New South Wales. He might give me some geography tips. Yeah, you'll yeah, learn you a lot. <laughs> you know, where does where does James Tamau come from? Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> Palmerston North. That's one we stole back. In New Zealand. That's in eastern that's suburbs. That's, <laughs> that's in New Zealand, guys. That's in New Zealand, guys. I've actually been there, smart fuckers. <laughs> Guys, we're back here. Thanks for the bit of the intro music there while we're having a break. Warriors CEO uh, Cameron George has just announced that David Fusatua, Kamamalo, Ignatius Parsi, and King Vuniawa have been uh, booked to fly home on July 27th to be reunited with their families. Trev? Yeah, no, mate. The Warriors have done a lot uh, for the league. For the players to go home, they're missing their families. They need their families. Uh, we've been fortunate enough, like, where we grew up, we grew up around the Pacific Islander communities a lot. 
So we understand family plays a big, uh, major part in their day-to-day life. So uh, thumbs up uh, for the boys and uh, good luck and thanks for everything that you've done so far. Yeah, well, David Fusatuba was obviously late coming over here in the initial grab and run and get over here. I think because he was a, a, a baby was due to come or a baby had just come. So, you know, it's been, what, two and a half months now since he's seen... Bubs, if it is Bubs that he's, you know, that he's the one for, because I know there was a few of them that had young kids. Um, let's just hope that they're not in breach of their NRL contract and lose the contract. And I, I think any player that loses their contract after actually coming over and trying to keep the season alive, it'll be such a dog act and a low act from the NRL to to um, use that breach of NRL contract terms. Hey, Dale. Yeah, without a doubt. Like we, we we read this um, as it come as it come to um, tuition, you know, as we're coming over to to chat now. But um, it was just <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those things where um, it gives all of the fringe players another opportunity as well. So um, I did joke about it when I was reading about it, like he's letting the boys down. But then you know I've never lived away from my family um, in a different country for for weeks on end either. So uh, oh, I've done boys. it for nearly seven months. Yeah, so. look, it, it, and if if the uh, outbreak and down in Kasula doesn't ease up, well, then there's going to be a whole bunch of Sydney and Canberra sides that are going to be doing exactly the same and f- witnessing and, and feeling exactly what the Warriors have been doing for the last three months. So not only have the Warriors done it for three months, they're due to now be relocated again from Tamworth to Terrigal, now to Queensland, if that's the ca- if that's the way that the NRL's got to go to keep their season alive because I, I feel if the season gets cancelled again that's see you later and a lot of clubs will be in strife if that's the way to go but we'll get on to some more brighter things we got Dennis Cunahan in the house if no one or well, if people don't recognise that name because obviously we are a rugby league podcast and we generally have our former and past present and whatever else players, coaches and referees we've actually got you want to know why they won't recognise him? It's because they're not from Queensland. Exactly. Everyone everyone in Queensland will know him because it's a song a song that's made famous by him that is ripping shreds off the Queensland selection crew panel in terms of players that have come from Barrowville, Port Macquarie, Gosford, Maxville, Minto. Maxville, Minto. Yeah, and they're all playing for Queensland. Kempsey, WA, <laughs> Western Australia. Yeah. How are we, Dennis? Oh, we're very well. Where did your love from for rugby league start? Because as we can see behind you, you're a Raiders fan. So where did your love for rugby league come? I was a, I was brought up in Canberra. I was a multicultural sports fan, so I had a go at Union League AFL soccer. Universally sucked. <laughs> and just wasn't wasn't built to play sport. I did okay at hockey in my teens and did, did some weightlifting. Got second in the ACT under 16, 52 kilogram class in about eight, no, 80, 82 or something. <laughs> um, there was only three competitors. <laughs> the guy was an absolute dud. So, but you, still, got, you got second in something? I got state colours for right. that and uh, didn't qualify for nationals, thank God. But um, <laughs> played a bit of footy when I got older, played a bit of footy at uni and broke my jaw. My body wasn't built to play any sort of sport. Like it, <laughs> I played a charity AFL match, broke three ribs, <laughs> Played an interstate rugby league game at uni, broke a jaw. Um, all these fingers have been broken trying to catch an AFL ball. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what I ought to do. Torn quad, yeah, it's not, it's not my cr- – cricket broke a foot, but that was 
jumping over the stumps in the nude. Uh, <laughs> 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 a social game. Jack, Jack so, of all trades, isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think uh, our sponsor, Victor Sports, <coughs> would like you with our injury up Yeah, he'd be, able to, he'd, be, he'd be going, get him strapping, get him some stuff. Oh, I'll tell you, I could use it. At the moment, I've got bone and bone on the knee. I've got Achilles tendonitis. I could use it. Get a Victor gear. <laughs> we'll, we'll ring David up tomorrow and see where we can get, get you. But where, where it really started, like my... My brothers played rugby, but my parents are Kiwis. They come over here in 1958 and they, you know, they brought us up in any, any Australian sport, just threw us into it. And some of my brothers were good at it. My sister was good at it. I just wasn't. <laughs> um, I watched them play rugby. Down the road from us was Northbourne Oval, which was, um, it became Rugby League Park. And the, the local rugby team, North Canberra, which no longer exists because of demographics, just didn't, you know, didn't have the numbers. It's now the Raiders Centre of Excellence. Oh, yeah. So I followed all the sports, and I think it was when the Raiders joined the competition that was the real kicker because suddenly Canberra, where I grew up, and Canberra's a little town, there was a population of about 140,000 when I grew up there. It's now way up, it's like 400, I think. Um, but of that 140,000, probably more than half of them were blow-ins, probably eighty to 100,000 were people who'd only spend two or three years there doing tenure with the public service. So the local population was only forty to 50,000. So you've got a little country town, and... We were on a big stage. We were the capital city, and there's only forty to 50,000 locals. Um, I only know one other kid who went to school and stayed in the same house the whole way through. Everyone else moved around and, you know, came and went. But when Canberra hit, like, a, a, a size where it was a city rather than just a little town, at the same time as the Raiders came into the league, and then the Raiders started doing well, we brought in the Queenslanders and <laughs> started now. doing well. Big Mel, oh, there's, there's a list, there's a half a dozen of them now have gone to England. We went, then we went to New Zealand and brought in, you know, Quentin Pongier and, uh, you know, that was the second, prem- their 94 premiership, now they've gone to England because um, it's hard to get people to, from Sydney <laughs> to come down to Canberra. Um, but when they, you know, they hit 87 and the fact that Canberra was on the national stage, not just as the elected capital or the manufactured capital, but we had a sports team in there. People were looking at it, and even though it was only New South Wales Rugby League, it wasn't national at that time, people in Melbourne and Perth knew that the Canberra team was playing, and we got a lot of support from that. And um, we didn't win, um, but my mum bought me and a couple of my brothers uh, this package deal where for the 87 grand final, um, go to the airport, hop on an ANSET plane, fly to Sydney on a bus, go somewhere for lunch, go to the SCG, watch the reserve grade and grand final, bus back, plane back to, to, to Canberra, um, bought us Raiders jerseys each, and that was such a good day. That was an epic, epic day. So by that time, even though we lost the grand final, none of us really knew because it was free beers all day. <laughs> <laughs> we you wake just, up the next morning and go, oh, did we lose? <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah, it was... Um, but, you know, by the time Canberra was on the national scene, so it gave my hometown something. My, my hometown now had something. I then left town, went and studied music in, you know, went to Goulburn, then went to Lismore, then lived on the north coast and toured up and down Queensland and New South Wales playing in bands. So for the glory years, I was out of Canberra. I left in <laughs> 1988 and um, missed that whole, you know, the whole glory days. But, um, yeah, that's where the... I, always, I was brought up, like I said, multicultural, interested in all sports, but when the Raiders came in, it was this league. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's always good to hear how you get started in footy, and obviously you already said that you universally sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> your son play a bit of footy? Um, he's he's kind of multicultural. He yeah. follows um, 
and it doesn't seem like there's much union to follow anymore, sorry. <laughs> um, A-League struggling. Um, but, yeah, he follows the AFL and league. He played played both, but he's because of his height and size, he just, I don't know, plays, plays AFL. Built as a centre ruckman, eh? Hates playing in the centre ruck because he's, he's <laughs> too young and the centre ruckman in... in the grade he plays are old and cynical and, <laughs> and, and hard, and they know where all the soft bits are. <laughs> Nineteen-year-old tall kid. <laughs> what is it? Uh, old dog teaching. Oh yeah. Tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Particularly <laughs> about how you put the elbow up when you're catching a ball. You can just yeah. give someone a little clip. Yeah. Does he support the Raiders as well in rugby league? No. No, no he doesn't. He supports Manly. There's a bit of Manly gear around the house, uh, and yeah. this all. I um. I used to watch the game on TV when he was little. And I'd be instructing the ref, offering advice to the referees, as, as we all do. As we all do. <laughs> and, and he'd sit there as two and three year old, going, "Daddy, why are you yelling at the TV? You know, it can't talk back." And he'd he'd learnt pretty early that the TV can't hear you. And I was like, "Yeah, I know, mate, but I'm just I've got to get it out." So his mother convinced me to take him to a game, and went to this game. And it was at Brookvale Oval, and I had him. He's got his Raiders jersey. He's got his Raiders tracky pants. He's got his Raiders scarf and beanie. And I've got him. I'm holding him up on the concourse. Raiders are down by eight. Adam Mogg makes a break down the wing. And I just screamed out at the top of my lungs, Go, Moggy! And my son has only heard me yell when he's in the deepest, deepest trouble. So he just heard the tone of voice and burst into tears. And this old guy in front of us turned around, sees him crying. I was like, oh, sorry, buddy. I wasn't yelling at you. I was trying to get Adam Mogg to, you know, I was encouraging him. He didn't make it. Um, Old guy turns around and says, don't worry, buddy. Maybe they'll win next week. (laughs) Darcy has turned to them and gone, no, no, I don't go for I don't go for Canberra. This is my dad's gear. I'm a Manly fan. <laughs> <laughs> Stitched up. So from, from there on, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> gone. Oh, at least at least it's the same colour. So when you you know if you need to find something, you can wipe and then go put it back. Then you're none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a maroon there. Who's he supporting oh. AFL? Well, he he was a Collingwood fan, but when the giant when Kevin Sheedy built the Anzac Bridge and he discovered the Western Suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He jumped on board the Giants. He's and on the he's Giants train. It's a, it's yep. a, it's a very, good, um, very good place out there in the West. That's where we've come from. Yep. <laughs> so it's a very good, it's a very good um, suburbs out there. Isn't it? You're saying it was there before Kevin Sheedy put the Anzac Bridge? Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Kevin Sheedy actually built the underpass. <laughs> <laughs> well, the underpass is still being built. I drove past there this morning uh, for work and... The amount of light rail that they're putting through there looks like they're going to. I think what's happened is when when Gladys took over as New South Wales Premier, well, what she heard (laughs) was that they'd bought these boring machines. Mm. Now she thought this is great. She wanted the lockdown. She wanted people out of pubs. She wanted. She thought these are things that make people bored. So she's bought a whole lot, and it's like, no, no, they make roads, Gladys. They don't bore people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's put a lot of holes everywhere and and charging us through the. um, through the teeth, so to speak, getting on there. It's uh, astronomical. We've got, what, the M8, the M1, the M7, the M9, oh, the M69. What's this called? The North... The North... And north, North. Yeah, North Connects. North Connects. That's it. We've got the North Connects. There's the East Connects. There's the West Connects. There's all these Connects. It's all yeah. connected. But they're, they're, they're <laughs> connecting and going around in circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, pretty much. So you're from Canberra, and, and you've obviously moved up north, and now you've got yourself settled here in a nice little... Abode just north of Hornsby. All the all the musical genius comes from here now. Oh, 
the musical genius comes from rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just keeps on I giving. Just, it just keeps on giving, and I just put it to music because it. Like this year, I, I haven't been playing at all. This year, I haven't been touring. Haven't you know, my agents at me to go out and put a show on later this year because there is so much new stuff. So the whole. The show I've been doing, I started I started writing songs about footy in 2009, 2010, just for fun. Or I actually started 2006, did a song for the footy show. They asked me to do a, a theme song. Yep. And um, that was an earnest song about um, being a fan and turning up and, you know, the reason you go to the games kind of thing. Um, even if you've never played and you're a, or, or you tried and you're hopeless, you kind of find some identity with your team and so you follow your team and you go. And if they're losing, you know, I, I personally I just love what Ricky Stewart's saying at the moment, his thing last week. I had 17 blokes turn up every week and try that hard and, and be that diligent and still not win, I'll be a proud coach. <laughs> yes, Ricky. Um, I like what he said about the bunker too. That's even better. Stick that up. The Paul Kent line. That was, that was about, um, you know, can we do an article about the grand final rematch? <laughs> and he said to Paul Kent, stick it up your ass, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> And last week he was asked, you know, do you... Th- um, there are people who are writing you off now. Do you think you know? Do you think it's fair to write you off? And he said, "I don't give a shit." Yeah. Well, one? Yeah. Yep. You, you can say it on your. Oh, yeah. he said, "I don't give a shit." God love you, Ricky. And he said, "You know, at the start of the year, you were calling his premiership favourites. I didn't give a shit then. <laughs> telling us we're duds. I don't give a shit now." That's yeah. it. It's like yes, yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah. Stuff. It must have filtered through to the captain because you know Croker finished the match last week when they lost against the Storm, and the first questions they asked him was, you know. You lost Simmons to Bailey Simmons, and you've, now you've lost Hodgson for the season. Uh, can you still win it? What's he supposed to say? Oh, no, we're, f- <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going back to Goulburn and train for cricket season. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, you know, the game gives us an avenue to talk, it gives you an avenue to obviously write music. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to be saying that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I did this song about being a footy fan and. I then, because I'd met the guys at Footy Show, I just threw a couple of ideas in. So the first thing I think was um, I suggested to Reg Reagan maybe he could do Video Kill the Rugby League starter, Video Kill the, the, the something happened on the, that week. So Reg Reagan did Video Kill the Rugby League star. Then there was another Wake Me Up Before You Go Bro singing about the um, uh, the New Zealand team with um, <laughs> Luluai and yeah. the fact that Luluai just, he was like Blue Steel, but it was like this... Dead face, blue steel. He did. He had no emotion. <laughs> um, went from there, and 2009, just for fun. I used to love Monday Night Footy on Fox Sports, and you know, Monday Night was it was washing day. I'd, I'd sit and do my ironing, back <laughs> <laughs> here in the house in front of the footy, and then watch the post game show, which was you know, to me it was the glory days. It was Junior, Wizard, and um, Gordy, and Ryan Phelan, who's yeah, not at Fox anymore. Um, he's not a seven either. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Gary Freeman kept talking about. I, I, I was doing some work there, doing sound as well, and so I met the guys. And I, I um, um, the wizard, you'd hear him in the dressing room talking with Gordy, saying, "Oh, this is you know, how bad is this that this happens?" And he's winding Gordy up, and he'd get Gordy all <laughs> fired up on a particular topic. He'd come out after the break. And would then reverse his position 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who says this is an idiot. And Gordy's like, no, what is it? So he just him up and let him go. It was such a shit stirrer. He was fantastic. Would you expect anything less from an ex halfback? Oh, <laughs> you can see, like, he was the lippiest halfback ever. Um, 
and he kept talking about having his own show. Whenever anyone, you know, Gordy says, oh, it's Gordy, when I get my own show, sorry, mate, you're just gone. Like, with that sort of rubbish, you're gone. You're not coming on it. So I wrote a promo for his show for this Friday Night Freeman. <laughs> and the Fox Sports guys cut a film clip to it and they didn't tell the boys. They said, oh, we've got this... Um, this promo from your show, you might want to have a look at it. And they play it, and Gordon Tellis is just eyes wide open, going, No. no. <laughs> and Wiz, having not seen us, gone, That's what I'm talking about. See, people love the wizard. People want this. So he just ran with the gag. And then Junior Pierce has gone, You did that yourself. No, you haven't got the talent to do that yourself. <laughs> so from there, I started doing songs, did a song about Gordy, did a song about Junior. More things happened. Um, and I ended up just writing songs for them. I got a job with uh, when Maddie Johns was on Channel 7. I was doing the music director on that show. Um, and it was just fun. And I was writing political satire, writing rugby league satire. And it sort of, I had this body of you know, 150 songs. And that's where the musical came from. It's just a collection of songs. It's kind of, you know, not really consecutive, not really about a particular topic, just about stupid things that have happened in league. And there's so many of them. Um, and you, so you could have about three chapters or something. Oh, just I know. Like Todd Carney. Oh, Todd Carney. <laughs> like, see, I'm, I'm thinking, so for this year, like I said, I've, I've done this show for about five or six years and I'm going to throw it out the window and start again um, because the, the whole thesis of the new show, it's going to be how bad rugby league was, that rugby league was the worst thing in the world until the saviour came and fixed it and made it rugby league <laughs> because it's still it's still attached to rugby the old victorian era you know 19th century yeah. toffs game from london and then that <laughs> got that got halved off and went to the north went to the working men in the north and in 1908 the word rugby league was first used but it still had rugby in it now they've ditched rugby altogether and it's rugby league rugby league. <laughs> and so it's going to be the show's going to be all how much better rugby league is than rugby league ever was could, could make a song up called Volandi's the God. Oh, there's so much about Volandi's. Yeah, do you reckon you could do a song about our mate back out at Penrith, Volandi's 2.0? Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Marlena, the junior league boss uh, out there, we've called him Volandi's 2.0. He's that loves is he, it. Is he ditching scrums? What's he, is he? No, he's not ditching scrums. He's actually on the front foot. He was the first, the first um, junior league to actually have a draw set out for a May return, a June return and a July return That's back awesome. in May. So we call him the Volandis 2.0. It's a little inside running game. He's going to love it. <laughs> he loves it. He loves the stitch. He loves, he stitch loves the stitch. Loves breaking news. Breaking so this news. is breaking news for him. Yeah. Breaking <laughs> news. Breaking news. Dennis Cunahan's going to write a song about Volandis 2.0. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> He's gonna love it. Just on just on Volandis, yeah, I'm talking about you know scrapping the scrums. Your thoughts on that? Um, oh, I don't want to say it, but I'm kind of with Cooper Cronk. I reckon fix him up because I like the idea of there being times in play where it's it's limited, so you get a bit of chance to shine. There's not a set. Like I love the idea. You know, I grew up in footy in the 70s and 80s. The whole function of footy is to get the defensive line not set, is to unset them, yeah. and with with speed, with guile, with pace, with ball play, whatever. And, you know, obviously every coach hates that and they want their defence set and, you know, Robbo has the best. Robbo's defence is the best set defence and that's why in, in the grand final last year, Cooper Cronk, mate, the, who is the most professional rugby league player there's ever been, the thinkingest rugby league player, and he's looked and gone, oh, Angus Crichton, you nine-and-a-half-fingered fool, you've fallen <laughs> for the dummy, they've isolated me with Josh Papali two metres out. If he gets that ball... Even I, the greatest defensive halfback of all time, even I can't stop him. <laughs> I need to stop him getting the ball. Stops Papali getting the ball. They didn't give a penalty try because he was you know, five yards out. So 
they sent Cooper off professional foul. And people said, oh, no, no, he shouldn't be sent off. He should, and it's an insult to Cooper as the most professional player ever. It was the most professional foul. And I think Cooper afterwards said, of course I should be sent off. And he just said to the other guys, just set your defence. Ten minutes, you can do it. Robbo's got you trained. I played the whole grand final last year and I was a passenger. You could still be <laughs> defended for 80 minutes last year. You can do it again. For, for 10, 10 minutes. For 10, 10 minutes. It's only for 10. Yeah, no. The six again. Um, oh. What do you think about that? You know, yeah, the Raiders. It's a stab in the dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, correct call or wrong signal or wrong signal, incorrect call. It was. I think the process was wrong, and yeah. and the refs love process and checklists. There is no checklist to say you make the wrong call, you reverse it. There is no there is no change call process. That that's completely unprecedented. You screw up. You blow a penalty and say, made a mistake, scrum, team in possession gets the ball. Same as when the trainer got hit with the ball. It's either penalise Elliot Whitehead for diving at the kicker's legs or it's a scrum feed to Canberra where the guy, where the, or, or even the Roosters, but it should have been a scrum feed where the ball hit. You remember when Waddy Homegood um, streaked at State yeah, of Origin? That's right, yeah. And this is where he learnt this rule because Kevin Smith, Cameron was, Smith ball, right. was straight to Kevin Haynes, straight to Shane Haynes saying, boards, yeah. Team in possession, team in possession gets yeah, the ball. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like in the rule book, the attacking team is who's got the territorial position yeah. advantage. Yeah. So it's a territory, which meant in the grand final, the Raiders would have right. got it because it was in the Raiders' attacking half where the, um, the trainer was hit. No, so it would no, be defensive uh, half. Defensive. No, 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 when it was the charge down yeah. was in the raised defensive oh, half. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. correct. But the, yes. the touch on the non player was yeah. in the attacking half. Yeah, so it would have been the Raiders' trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Robbo says that there, there should have been a penalty for the Raiders' charge down because it, it did hit the legs. Yeah. You're not supposed to. Right. But with the six again, um, I, was, I had the ref's ears in and it <laughs> killed me because I could hear them say six again, six again. And then you could hear them yelling, zero, it's tackle zero, it's tackle zero. But I think that might have been Raiders players and who you hear on the mic. Yep. And then suddenly you hear off, Roosters, off, um, off Raiders, off Raiders. And then you hear last, last. But that, that process was wrong because when you hear, when you see this signal, there's no process to reverse it. And it brought back a nightmare from two years earlier at Shark Park <laughs> where <laughs> sharks are attacking. The Raiders are two points up. Sharks are attacking. They go down... The ref, the touch judge puts his flag up. We had the touch judge on last November. <laughs> he <did? laughs> He's a good mate of the, pro, of the show. What's his name? Ricky, Ricky McFarlane. Ricky McFarlane. So Ricky McFarlane puts his flag up. Another McFarlane, another whiz, and puts it down again. Um, how that didn't, how that made it through the video ref? Because the flag's the same as a whistle, and people say, "Oh, you should play the whistle." No, the flag's the same. If the flag goes up, you stop, and so the players have stopped, and that one shouldn't have been a try to the Sharks. And then the same time, then <laughs> two minutes later, the Raiders attack and there's this ball thrown by Lalua and it's straight across the line. And he's at pace, straight across. There's no way it went backwards. Rapana gets it, scores. The second ref calls it forward. And you see on the video, which I've watched too many times, you see <laughs> Jerry Sutton actually put his head in his hands behind the goals like this going, he's the pocket ref, pocket ref can't call forward. He can tell me it's forward, but he can't call it forward. And he's blown the whistle. <laughs> and um, so the process broke down there. Oh, boy. Six yeah, again. that's why I watched and, one. And so, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, and, yeah, I love I loved the, one, the one referee um, in there. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we're talking to Ricky about that. And then the next week, he's like, Jared Sutton goes up to Gold Coast. And I'm sent to Cessnock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. Goes, and he goes, yeah, some... He goes, some he goes, some photographer was there and snapped me snapped me blowing up 
at the at a fly or something coming by him, and it's blown up, and it's got the photo of him going like that, like blowing blowing the fly away, and 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 it makes the paper going. Touch Judge sent to Cessnock. Ricky McFarlane blows up. Yeah, Cessnock. Yeah. Whilst, whilst his, um, his centre ref is glamming an upper tight in the Gold Coast. I want Jerry Sutton to write the book. I, I want to read, like, I've, I'm halfway through. I've got The Big O. Have you heard of The Big O? The book The yeah, Big O? Yeah. That's a really good read. That's a fascinating read, particularly given that he was the start of the Pacifica Revolution. And I grew up watching him. He was just, he was awesome. Um, but I want to read Jerry Sutton's book. I want to read the ins and outs of that. I wonder. I don't have a lot of refs have read have written books. No, I don't think so. Oh, I can't think of them. Did Harrigan ever write one? He's got tickets on himself. Oh, he certainly has. <laughs> um, he loves it. Loves great a bit stories of there, him and Gordy. Oh yeah, I had him. I, I did my show on a couple of cruises a couple of years ago, and there's one that was a State of Origin cruise, and Harrigan was on it. He was one of the guests, and. In the show, I, I dress up, well, in, I don't know if I'll still do, I probably will, I dress up as Junior Pierce, put on a Tigers jersey with mm. ridiculous shoulder pads and head <laughs> tape and do a couple of songs because in the show, he was the heroes section because he's a genuine hero. Yeah. like there's not many heroes in league, Junior's one of them. Um, and I go around the crowd putting head tape on people and because Junior's a bit short-sighted, he misidentifies people and you know calls them the wrong names. So <laughs> there's Harrigan in the front row. So I walk up, put head tape on him and call him and said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is great to have this hero here, Bruce Maguire. <laughs> now, not, like, three people at the back of the room just stood up and started screaming. Bruce Maguire was uh, Tiger's back rower in the 89 grand final. He got up to play the ball. There's nine in front of him, so he's played it to himself. Steve Walters, who was beside him, has yes. come around <laughs> and... And Maguire has used him, has pushed him into Brad Clyde. And penalised... And he penalised Bruce Maguire. Bruce Maguire. So, <laughs> Walters is offside. It's only, like, it's a fraction of a second. It's so quick. But he's clearly offside. He's not there to be marking. He's got his hands up saying, I'm offside, but I'm in front of you. And Bruce Maguire's penalised for unsporting conduct. Unheard of before. Yeah, never <laughs> Billy, Billy never Harrigan made it up on the spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I, so I said to Billy, I said, you know, here's um, uh, Bruce Maguire... And I said, oh, Bruce, did that guy ever tell you what the penalty was for? So <laughs> Harrigan has stolen the mic. He stood up and he's gone, that prick, he put his bloody arm up the wrong way and he was too proud to put it down, prick. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, so he's got a sense of humour. Oh, uh, Billy. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I think he's, yeah, he's, he's obviously mellowed, mellowed out a bit now that he's retired and he's, he's oh, no, he's in the media. In terms, in terms, in terms of, um, in terms of having a, having a laugh. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he, when he was on, when he was on there, he was straight one eighty, and that's probably the reason why he got so many games in the centre. And he was a cop, he was a SWAT cop. He could he could loves deal with loves pressure. authority. Yeah. Did you ever notice that though? a lot of a lot of the referees back in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties were cops? Oh, they still, I think still, still are. Still are. Yeah. Still, still are now. Are, yeah. yeah cops. I just don't. They just love authority. <laughs> <laughs> authority in the blue and authority in the pink at the time too. <laughs> yeah, the pink. Now they've gone the wiggles, the blue, the yellow, and the. Yeah. <laughs> the <red> <laughs> <laughs> they should change it from polos to skivvies and come yeah, out and do a dance. It. So when you do a penalty, come out and go. Well, dude, let's get it ready to wiggle. Because I love it. They, they all do it. That when there's um, there's a turnaround, like there's a, a changeover. Yeah. They have to kind of turn, run backwards, and do a play the ball. Yes. It looks like a little balletic 
leap. Yeah. <laughs> the we, got another, we got another song coming on here, haven't we? The referee, the referee wiggle. There's been a lot of referee songs. There's been a lot of referee songs. My favourite was the referee's victory song, which, um, which I wrote. And um, I, I did it a few years ago, and Greg McCallum was working at the ABC. How good is Greg? Oh, he's fantastic. But I, I sent it into them, and they were playing it, and I wrote this little blurb saying that I've been doing some research and at New South Wales Rugby League headquarters at, at Phillip Street. I was going through some old boxes and found the original referee's victory song. And Deb Spillane's on air going. So Dennis, he, he reckons this is his claim. This is obviously nonsense. And Greg McCallum's gone, no, no, this is it. This is real. I was there. I was there when he did this. He was, this is you know, <laughs> the original referee's victory song. And it's, you know, it came from, from 1908. And the, the story was that all the um, – every club had a victory song in 1908 and the referees didn't. So Phil Gould, who he, he invented rugby league, and he, he said that, you know, in 1908 they all should have a song, even the refs. So it was Phil Gould who wrote it in 1908. <laughs> so where did your um, love of music uh, begin? Like was it, you know, at school? Did you go through uni and, and all that sort of thing? Oh, I, where did it all begin there? I didn't. I played guitar. I started playing guitar when I was like 14, 15 and put it down for a couple of years and um, – <laughs> It's a, it's a really sad story, and so many musicians have this story. But I learned a couple of songs on guitar. I was sitting at a party. The weird nerdy guy in the back corner, you know, strumming away. No, no, there was no. I wasn't strumming. I was just sitting there because that's what I did. <laughs> like I said before, I'm, I'm not good with people. And um, there was a guitar, and I was bored, so I picked it up, played a couple of chords, and the girl I was crushing on came and sat next to me and said, "Can you play guitar?" So go on, can you sing? So I've sang Lola by the Kinks, and she held. She was like locked her arm around mine. I was there going, oh, I'm not, I'm not putting it down again. <laughs> never. <laughs> we, we never dated. Nothing else ever happened. All I got was that arm interlocked. But I never put the guitar down since then. So that's, that's been it. You say you're not good with people. So tell us the story how you landed Chris Bath. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, clearly I didn't. Like the line broke. <laughs> uh, so you're back fishing again. <laughs> so obviously we, we all know that's in Queensland. How many other songs do you have that would be known to our listeners other than the Mitchell Pierce song? <laughs> so it's funny that people know the Mitchell Pierce song because so many of the songs I don't. I only do them live. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I haven't done recordings of them, and I worked this out. Like starting to do it, you know, I was doing it for fun initially. Started doing the show, and um, kind of worked out if I put things online, it's all spoilers for the show. So I was trying to keep, you know, I put a few things, bits and pieces out, but keep most of the meat in the actual show. So people who bothered to pay the twenty or thirty bucks, you know, they get it. Because yeah. YouTube, like, the payments you get from YouTube and Spotify, like I've got a list. Seriously. Point zero, there's about eight zeros and a two <laughs> of a cent. That's what you get when you get to play on YouTube. So, you know, that's in Queensland's a million and a half hits and, and it's like 25 bucks. Jesus. So if you're in the US and the population 350 million, you get a couple of hundred million, you know, you're starting to make a bit of coin. People are getting a couple of thousand dollars for a, for a clip over there. If you're a megastar and you're getting billions of views, well, then you, you're... You probably don't actually need YouTube if you're getting those <laughs> views. Um, but as a struggling artist, you know, I just thought playing live. And also, I've always played live. Like since, you know, since that guitar incident, started playing in bands, went to uni, studied music, dropped out of uni because I, I got a job with a band and, and playing four or five nights a week, 
you learn so much more than you can possibly out of a book because you're actually doing it. And yeah. So like I said, I toured up and down the coast for four years and when you're playing four nights a week, five nights a week, you know, four 40 minute sets a night, it's pretty hard to come out of that with a shit voice. Like you, <laughs> it's hard not to learn when you're doing that much. So um, I've lost where I'm going. What's you ask a, the question. What's uh, some of the memorable uh, gigs that you've done? Um, with the Rugby League, the musical? Yeah. Oh, the... <laughs> Some of my favourites have been I've played at referees presentations <laughs> And that's where a lot of the show came from Because I, I did the referees victory song At the re- referees presentation night a few years ago And I thought rather than just do it I love Jared Maxwell's voice Kick chase the clues outside We are No touch by camera Roosters have the ball Ground of the goal. We have a decision. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hysterical. So I used to do his voice all the time. And so when I went to the referees thing, instead of just playing the song, I put on a big fake nose, <laughs> put on a referees jersey, and um, Hornswoggle, who's Chris James, who's you know, former referee, who's <laughs> now with yeah, yeah we, now, we had him on the pod as well. Yeah, well, well he, so he was the MC. and so he has said, "Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special treat today. We're going to have." Um, the historic referee's victory song, which not a lot of people will have heard. So could I ask to come and sing it? Jared Maxwell. <laughs> and Jared's just gone, what? Like, <laughs> looking horrified. And then I've walked out and gone, how are you, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> the whole place is just cracked up. And I've done the song. I've got a whistle and I'm blowing the whistle and there's, the film clip was <laughs> a lot of fun. And he's just there going, What? <laughs> favorite part afterwards was, was having beers with them and um in this group and they go ah oh, that was great and then horse was going but but it feels nothing like me <laughs> <laughs> so, i think i think they were some of my favorites another one was playing at the eels um i did a song a farewell song for nathan hindmarsh and and every word was all about how good he was and what a good bloke he was and how people loved playing with him. But every sentence had a euphemism for the backside. So the whole, <laughs> that was the whole purpose of it. Also did a song about Luke Burt because he was retiring. Did a lot of research into that. And the more I did, there was nothing funny about Luke Burt. Just absolutely nothing. He was so straight, so diligent, so hardworking, so loyal. Like everything was good. You couldn't take the piss. So instead I did a, a mock epic, like I made him out to be this god from the north with the long blonde hair that came down and did this, you know, very um, Jack Black style um, epic song about him. And so I've done these two songs and Tim Manor was sitting in the front row and most people, because I've got the video, people are sort of looking, looking at me, look at the video, look at me, look at the video. They're all, you know, going back and forth. Tim Manor was just sitting back, arms folded, staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was shitting myself looking at him because he had this – you wouldn't want to play poker, but I thought it was an angry face. But that was – turns out that was just his resting face. <laughs> and he was staring at me. And I've finished and I've come off and Luke Burt's going, like, oh, mate, that was great. And Hindy's giving me a hug. And then Tim Manor has kind of pushed them apart. And I've looked and gone, okay, I've had my jaw broken before, just clench and, <laughs> and get ready to, to weave. And he's put his arms around me, giving me this huge hug and going, mate, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. You were taking the piss, but you were respecting him and you were, it was beautiful. <laughs> so that was fun. The other, the other high, like a lot of people I've written songs about have then come to the shows. And <laughs> I think the, the junior, came, junior Pierce uh, senior 
um, came. And like I said, I go around the crowd putting head tape on people. <laughs> so I did the lame magic trick where I had the head tape hidden behind my hand. and went, oh, no, I'm out of tape. Oh, hang on, what's this? Reached into his pocket, <laughs> pulled out a roll of head tape <laughs> as if he carries it with him all the time. Um, and nah, Peter Beattie came to the show and... I, if you look over there, you see a bald wig with grey hair that came <laughs> yeah. over. That, that, that was the Peter Beattie wig, and I put in fake teeth and glasses, and um, he was pretty over the top. And Peter Beattie came, <laughs> so I walked into the crowd, and I'd, I'd uh, cheeky, I alerted the telegraph, and they had a photographer there, and we set up a spotlight because we knew where he was going to be sitting, so he set up a spotlight <laughs> over his table. And I walk out into the crowd, saying that I was, you know, thinking of running. This is before ScoMo was elected, going to run for the election, and there's. Um, I said, has anyone out there got babies I can kiss? And this woman's gone, oh, it's her, it's her 50th. I'm like, oh, come here, love, give her a kiss. Turn, light comes on, there's Peter Beattie. <laughs> so there's two Peter Beatties facing each other. And so I've just gone, <laughs> the same way he did in that Gus Gould interview where he says, you know, what's the name of the team that plays in Cronulla? <laughs> I didn't know. So I've done that. And he's gone, <laughs> back at me <laughs> and I've gone oh who's this good looking rooster <laughs> and his wife was sitting there with her head in her hands shaking and tears of laughter as we introduced each other I said oh look at this lovely lady she doesn't know where to look with so many good looking blokes at the table <laughs> So he was, awesome. that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Peter Beattie was really good. Didn't know who didn't know who Benji Marshall was and <laughs> didn't know the, the, the other seagulls was it? <laughs> yeah. Manly seagulls? Yeah, something like that. Something no, like that, that was that was John Grant. John he Grant. he didn't oh, So yeah. he was asked the question, what's the team that plays in Cronulla? And he you could see him go <laughs> as soon as Gus asked the question, he's going, This is gonna be a trick question. And so he's gone, I don't know the answer, but I'll know next week. So he sort of prepared the answer before he took the question. So it made him sound like he's not that dumb. He's, he can't be that dumb. Yeah, I, I think the Peter Beattie one was the Newcastle wearing yeah. the Barcelona jersey. Yeah, that was at the, at the Gold Coast. At the, yeah. yeah, so oh, I've, actually, I've actually bought a, um, a child-sized Barcelona jersey and it sits up on the on the backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, um, any backlash to songs? Like people... And some, you know, I've you got never the had it to my face. The only one, and it terrifies me because he's back, and I wish he hadn't come back because oh, I'm not sleeping. Ben Teo. He's <laughs> 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 enormous and very fit looking. He's come back uh, looking very <laughs> solid and meaty, and boy, the Broncos need him. But when, um, when he got selected for Origin, he was the second version of That's in Queensland. It was all about him, the fact that he's played for the Junior Kiwis, he's played for Samoa. He was headhunted to go to Queensland. So they picked him up as a 16-year-old, took him to Kiebra Park. Park yeah. So he, there's nothing in him that says Queensland. There's nothing. <laughs> and you know, I wrote this song and I commented about how much he loves, you know, going to Birdsville to when the Diamantina's full, how much he loves riding the Brahmin bulls at Rockhampton. He's not, never done anything. He's never watched the Canefields burn. He's nothing Queensland in him. And <laughs> the song was played to him and Mel at a press conference in Brisbane before Origin. And... Um, his this like we've got the articles about it. The AAP guy did it, and his comment was, "Are we allowed the f bomb on this podcast?" Yeah, yes. Oh, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was his response, <laughs> and he's walked. At which point, Mel's gone. Right, that's it. You guys are done. No more press conferences. We're shutting. And so for the, it was the only time Queensland, um, Queensland Origin shut out Queensland media from Origin Camp. 
And the devastating thing was Queensland won again that year because <laughs> the, the Telegraph had an article ready to go, the song that broke Queensland's eight year. <coughs> and I was like, oh, how good would that be? But it didn't happen. Yeah. Bloody Queensland. Um, <laughs> they've got a massive state as it is. Sure, they could pick their own. You'd think, you'd think. Yeah. Well, but, I've been made a Queenslander. This is the thing about Queensland. You're looking at the like um, Anastasia Palaszczuk. She was. They're talking about how Queensland is now making a. They're, they're running trials on a coronavirus vaccine, and every you watch the press conference. There's her, then the professor gets up, and then the health minister gets up, and then Anastasia gets up, and then the guy from the factory who's already starting to build it in case it works. They all get up, <laughs> and all of them say this is such a great day for Queensland. Queensland is me so proud about Queensland because Queensland today has done a Queensland thing. It's just like Queensland, Queensland, Queensland. <laughs> no, that's one thing about Queensland. Like they should be a country on their own. It's like, they love it. It's like when an Olympian goes represent Australia yeah. at the Olympics. They, they go, don't. Oh, it's a great day for Queensland <laughs> sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've won a premiership in a while, so uh, well. It's still the uh, Origins a couple of years away as well. They haven't had Origin for a couple of years. Yes. But, but Origin, is um, Origin's still a long time long away time. too. Oh, <laughs> for, for Queensland, it's because they haven't won. Yeah. It's all dead and buried Co- again it, for Oh, no, it's not. COVID salt? <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> no, it's not. That, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Them. You Co- know it hurts. Oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, all, it's dead and buried. <laughs> <laughs> is there a... Um, COVID song coming, maybe? Oh, there's there's a whole lot. So not so much a song about COVID, but about what COVID did to rugby league and, yeah. and there'll be an isolation. Like, so was, there was seven weeks where the footy was off. Oh, there was eight weeks, but there were seven shows on Fox Sports where I did a song every week yeah. about what was happening in I COVID. I used to love it. It so, was yeah. awesome. I used to tune in every night. I had a work out. Dennis is on. Come on, let's go out. We're going to watch what he's going to sing today. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. So I'll probably make that a little segment. I'll do those songs up, give them film clips, and make that. That'll be the COVID section because that's the change between rugby league was before COVID. Out of COVID came rugby league. Rugby. The Volandis ball. With, um, you know, the, big, ball. <laughs> the big V. Ball. The big and, and, and the big V, like the talk. The oh, Gus big Gould. V. you gotta, you got to gotta get a can of V. Get a can of V. <laughs> just blow v. it up and just have it there. Can of, the oh, v. I think it's more like you've got a VB can. You're taking the B off. Just yeah. V. Ah, VB shit. It's from Victoria. Yeah, it is. No, you're, you're right. Um, two E's. Just a, put a V on the two E's. I'm a Are we talking too much? No, man. No, no, I'm a Panther fan. You're doing all right. Is 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 the, there's got to be a TikTok video and song oh, done? There's got to be a TikTok. You can get it. You can uh, you can get the fake chin to <laughs> make it like no. Well, then have, then have the eight, eight girls behind them. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I'm thinking I've got to get dancing girls in for this. 100%. And I'm also thinking to it's going to be a dance. song actually about the um, the Cleary family. Because <laughs> what 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 you know he's giving the thumbs up to the kiddies, blowing kisses. So the dad's giving thumbs up and blowing kisses at the same time as the boy is dancing with six girls. And I love that story. This is started off. Oh, they turned up. They're my sister's mates, and there was just this group of six girls, six girls driving around on the piss, going to different people's houses, making TikToks videos. Can I come in? That's fantastic <laughs> in and of itself. Is that what happens in Penrith? Has that happened to you today? Is that, is that no, a No, it hasn't happened there, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of avenues where you could do it. Well, so but then it turns out that he went and picked them up and brought them over. Put your phones away, boys. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh there could be um. Oh, you could do a. a uh, a parody of Lee Koenig and Boys on the Bush. <laughs> boys on the Riff. No, no, no. no. Boys, boys from Tyree. <laughs> the Trump Mitchell and Cody. Oh, I've got a, what was the song about then? That was, um, oh, that was the tune of Pina Colada. Um, yes. Yeah, so I've, I've got that one ready to go. Um, but no, the TikTok thing and, and 
um, like I said, rolled into Nathan you, doing the. You, you um, done one on. Um, you done one on Trooper Cronk. Was Trooper Cronk on there one time? And, and Yvonne Sampson. Oh, <laughs> so Cooper hasn't been to this show. Cooper hasn't been to this show. I wish he would. Yvonne Sampson's been a whole lot, but Cooper does a segment in the show, and he sings the love songs, the romance <laughs> songs, and the spiritual songs, and. Um, Basically, when he talks, he talks like a, a, a you know a Jane Austen novel. He's very literate, and he does, speaks a bit of classical Greek as well, and gets a bit upset when no one understands what he's saying. <laughs> but he sings um, uh, about why he the, the real reason he left Melbourne, and, and he does a duet with Kevin Walters um, to Cam Smith, trying to get Cam Smith to come back to Origin. It's to the Michael Bolton, "How am I supposed to live without you?" <laughs> and, it's, it's, um, and it's how am I Maroons to win without you? That's the. Um, <laughs> that's good. That sounds good. Uh, you got your guitar there. You want to play a couple of songs? I, I suppose we're allowed to, considering that it is the actual artist that wrote the songs and's given us. Uh, well, I'm doing the parody, so that there's a lot of legal stuff around parodies that. Um, it's a breach of copyright, but it's a breach that's accepted under the law. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Cam Smith got binned. Michael <laughs> <Evans>. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to find... I had that guitar pick before. Someone found it and I've yeah, lost it. Yeah, it was, it was over here. Now it's over... Now oh, it's where? disappeared. Seriously, there's like a hundred of these things in the house. <laughs> you think you can find one when you need one? <laughs> must be. Must end up in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Most probably. Oh, we got, we got, a, we we going on oh, a search. Can I? Do you want to pause while I search? Um, oh, hang on, there'll be one in this bag over here. This is really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, ah, it's all this good. Is all live Fight stuff us, here. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. We don't, we don't edit our stuff anyway. <laughs> what we do now is merge. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people want to see here. This yes. is trying to find a, a guitar pick. Guitar pick, oh, so we can sing a few coffee. songs. Knock the coffee over. Yeah, ah, save the coffee. Good. All right, let's see if I can work out how this goes. <laughs> we'll just move that back a little bit so it picks it up again. There we go. I think I called six again. I made you believe the tackle count wouldn't end. Then I was told the roosters didn't get a touch. So I changed my mind and called it the last. Everyone's lost their senses. But I was backed by Graham Annesley. Oh, Raiders, Raiders, oops, I called six again. Didn't I, Joey, start? You think it cost you the game? Oh, Raiders, Raiders, oops, I really stuffed up. I got word from above. So I'm innocent. You see, our secret is this. If we make a mistake, it has to go in favor of politis. If we punish the Raiders, they might cause a fuss, but we stay in Nick's favors. Everyone's lost their senses, but I was backed by Peter Beatty. Oh, Raiders, Raiders, oops, I call six again. Deny your restart, you think it cost you the game. Oh, Raiders, Raiders, oops, I really stuffed up. <coughs> Pardon me. But I got from above, so I'm innocent. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Love it. <laughs> no, nah, uh. that, then that's just um, that's just the, the the way the game gives. It gives the it gives to people in so many different ways. 
it's unbelievable. It makes songs. It makes jokes. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of memes out there. The memes seem to be the king of, of well, all, did, all did things. One, I did one last year. The Raiders asked me to do a um, a Christmas song. Yeah. Have you seen the? No, I haven't. That's probably one of the ones I haven't seen. <laughs> I've seen a lot. It's it's um to the tune of Twelve Days of Christmas. Yep. And it's oh, all yes. about it's, <laughs> it's all about last year. And the final thing is that um. You know, there's three. There's faulty fireworks. There's uh, four Englishmen. There's two Batemans because we had Luke and John. Yeah. And um and Nick Cotrick in a tight tee. And you know that's the thing. Wearing a tight tee. <laughs> Nick Cotrick in a tight t-shirt. That that settles everything down. Once, <laughs> once you see that, go, oh, okay, we've still got Nick. I hope to God if he goes to the Bulldogs, that'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone's they, playing the Trent Barrett, maybe. They got they got a war chest. <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did really good at Manly, didn't he? Yeah, he did. well, he's he's now got a nice set of outdoor furniture from Manly that he can bring over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been gardening as well over there in Manly, so he's he's um got his horticulture skills up. That's for sure. Fantastic, and and he was paid for that too while being not at Manly too. He got paid to, to just don't turn up. Oh. How cool would that be for a job? Yeah, we're going to pay you out, just don't turn up. <laughs> oh, What's the plans moving forward for 2020 and then 2021, mate? Well, 2020, um, hoping to do a show at the Bridge Hotel Roselle, in like around the week before the grand final, that's my hope. I'll do it like a three nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and do Rugby League, the musical. Um, and then Summer Cricket, the musical. I started that a couple of years ago and, and again, there's so much material and I started it. And when I started it, it was, you know, then the ball tampering happened. Sandpaper gate. Beautiful top to start, oh, eh? Oh, <laughs> well, actually, no, it actually started the year before and I had this, this is my dream job. You're talking about Trent Barrett getting a dream job, getting paid for nothing. I, um, I got employed by a, a sports marketing agency their client was MasterCard and MasterCard was sponsoring the cricket. And this is because MasterCard Worldwide had just been taken over by an Indian um, executive. And before that it was all, you know, non-cricket nations. But India, I don't know if you know, there's like a billion of them and they love it. And um, so yeah, he... I don't think there's another sport in <laughs> India other than cricket. <laughs> That's it. Um, it's, well, it's not really a sport there. It's a religion. There's kind of <laughs> cricket and then there's... Yeah, you got yeah, cricket, which is the religion. And then Buddha. hockey, hockey's the sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ho- yeah they, they do like a bit too. of hockey, don't they? Yeah. And then after that, is it a Hinduism? No, nah, they, they got the Indian Premier League too. Yeah. And they got IPL, so it all comes, it all it all comes, comes down, down from there. But he, he took over and he had this idea of having a fan experience. So if you're a MasterCard person and you write a, a chant, it was to take on the Barmy Army for the um, uh, the Ashes. Yep. And they called it the Barbie Army because Australians <laughs> love a barbecue and that's where we argue. So 200 people won these tickets. We had a bay at the MCG for two days, a bay at the SCG for two days. And you'd go to a pub for breakfast, you'd have, you know, you fry up breakfast and I'd teach you a few songs. We had a little band, with, um, <laughs> you know, a tuba and drums and a, a trumpet. And we'd sit there and then these 200 people would sing at the English players. <laughs> and um, it was great. And then I said, the problem is because you're a corporate entity, again, with copyright and parodies, you can't do it for a corporate entity. I can do it because I'm a satirist and if they want to sue me, we'll... <laughs> Have whatever I want. Have whatever I want, which is But it is, like under the law, I'm, I'm fine because I'm doing it for the purpose of satire. They could say they're doing it for the purpose of marketing, which yeah. is different. So, you know, they, they couldn't do parody songs um, unless they were – the composers have been dead for 75 years and it's public domain. So I said, why don't I just make them up? Let's just make up some stuff. So I did it, made them up, recorded little videos, sent them off, and then MasterCard have called and gone, look, this stuff you're doing, it's not part of the contract. Um 
do you mind if we give you an extra 25% on top just to cover it? Okay. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> the work yes. that I'm doing for nothing, you want to pay me extra for? I was like, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it started with that. And then the following year I did Cricket the Musical. But by the time the following year it happened, Sandpaper Gate happened. And so they dropped the Barbie Army. The Barbie Army. Oh, okay. Yep. And it was like, oh, Shit. Steve Smith, you have personally cost me. <laughs> and then he's just gone and sold his multi-million dollar home and brought another one. Oh. <laughs> as, as you do. <laughs> I, I love it. So Steve Smith, he's he's a big part of Cricket the Musical because there's um, you remember the Easy Beats? Yeah. Uh, and Stevie Wright. Yes. Evie parts one, two, and three. That's, that's become Stevie, Stevie parts, parts one, two, and three. So Stevie one, we fall in love with him. Stevie two, we're completely in love with him as your captain. Stevie three, Sandpaper Gate, why'd you do it? And I've now written Stevie four, which is him coming back and winning the Ashes again. The redemption. So yeah, the redemption. Yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a Jesus story, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, actually, the Stevie four is kind of based on Jesus Christ superstar. Isn't it? <laughs> no, definitely. Mate, um, we. We did. We did earlier when we done our our review, and our preview wrote the Raiders off for this year. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If the, <laughs> <laughs> if the Raiders don't make the finals, who would you like to see defeat the Roosters? Because, quite frankly, even though I hate it, the Roosters are going to be there thereabouts. Can I get emotional? <laughs> the Warriors. The Warriors. Uh, it's not going to happen. Well, we did. Well, hold on. We, we, yeah. we did ask him who he'd like. We didn't yeah, say. Did. We didn't say. I'll become in, a member in, 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 math, in mathematical equations. <laughs> in reality, who's <laughs> likely? So I've actually. I'm, I'm one of the ones who went out and bought the Warriors membership, and I want to get that yellow and black shirt. The flannel. The flannel. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it on your on your dining table. Oh, right? You could take it for a picnic. Yeah, <laughs> the picnic rug. Here, darling, here's a picnic rug. It'll be a nice way to pick up. Look, here's a picnic rug, and look, I've even got the Vodafone deal <laughs> there for you too. The, the reason why they made that up is so they can try and finish on top of the table. Beautiful. We are we are comedian geniuses yeah, here as yeah. well. We're full of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I think Dennis has taken away. Uh, Den- Dennis has oh, taken away know. more content, <laughs> mate. <laughs> if, if, if anyone that's got a real chance, oh, this part of me would say, um, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part there's, of me, there's your giant we've been talking about. <laughs> part of me, I don't want the Eels to win. Yeah. Um, because they haven't won since 86. So they've had a longer drought yes. than the Raiders. And so I don't want to be the team with the longest drought. <laughs> the teams that have won. Obviously, the tit- point. Titans and Warriors haven't won. So it'd be nice if they... I can't see that happening. Um, I'm, I'm not playing to the crowd, but I like the Panthers. I've always liked. I like the way they play. I like the fact I've been to half, half, quite a few of their games, and they're just such a happy bunch. And afterwards, when the first crowds came back, the players just stayed out in the field, <laughs> cold in the rain, waving at the you know hundred people that were there, and just giving it up for them. And they seem like it. They, yeah, they seem like a really happy and well balanced bunch. So, I'd, and the way they play, a um, little bit fickle in defence, like the fact the Sharks scored a few. There was a, a couple of gaps. Um, but there's some there's some fun players there, and that you know the, <laughs> the boy from Forbes getting the four and then um, breaking protocol. It's like if, <laughs> if Sportsbet had a market, is the boy from Forbes going to break it? Break the it would have been unbackable lodge. They would have closed it. Oh, <laughs> the boys were sculling it. Ran out of beer. We we spoke <laughs> about it. We said, "Oh, look, that's going to happen. He won't play next week because he's going to break it." And sure enough, he broke. Yeah. It. Well, that's the thing because they're calling him the Ferrari because yeah. during training they'll they'll. 
because he's young, they're not going to train him heavy week on week. So he's trained hard for a week, then he's got three weeks off. So he's in the garage like the sports car. Comes so it's exactly weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we spoke about it earlier because he's obviously from Forbes. He never really train or whatnot because he was young so he used to train up there and come down on the weekend so yep. he only got to put out on the weekends and <laughs> scores a lot of tries <laughs> there's another song right there the Ferrari of the league and who's the other winger there's um To'o To'o yes yeah. Brian To'o yes. love him I and went to school with his sister or well, we went to school with his sister yeah yeah, yeah they, well, the thing is like with the the pedigree of the Panthers they got Westies there and yep. you talk about And they're you know, all they're all fast because they were jumping fences just to get away from things <laughs> when they're used. That's why they're so fast for. You talk about like, you know, Desi going back to Manly and you need that that manly you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Northern Beaches person out there to make him win because, you know, Barrett couldn't do it and you got Tuvi. They got they got the Westies there. They got the boys that have been there, you know, mm. born and come through the West, and now they're playing for their local club, and they're given all their they're given everything for their club. So it's good to see, uh, and it's good to see all, a lot of the local juniors coming through Panthers as well too. Who's the um, second kick out? Yes, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's, a, he, he's, he's a, a prosecutor. <laughs> he's a prosecutor. He's a QC. He's Queen's counsel. <laughs> he's from Queensland too. <laughs> 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 hey, so with, with the with the protocols. Um, when they're doing post-match interviews for the ABC, for Fox, for for Nine, the interviewer has a mic and they have to have a second mic which is in the clean zone and it's been wiped down and they're not allowed to stand. They have to stand back. So we have to use a specialist <laughs> mic, a 416, which is a, a shotgun mic, so it's designed to be a metre away. Yep. Now, it works with most people. <laughs> but we kick out. He's just so soft-spoken Like you look at him and go How yeah. can you speak so softly, softly. Gen- Gentle giant He really is Yeah No there's a lot Big to kicks. like And then when you hear Johnny Gibbs Say to'o Johnny Gibbs <laughs> The old manly half commentating When he says to'o It's a thing of beauty He just loves nothing <laughs> Brian Oh, down the sideline. <laughs> who, who can Queensland pick this year for another another segment? And that's in Queensland. Just trying to rattle oh, off the there'll names. Be, there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty. They're talking about um, Tom Lolo trying to get in there too because he's lived up there for for his whole life. And even though he's played for Tonga and New Zealand, so it wouldn't surprise me. He he's, he 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 would absolutely carve up if he was in there. And I'm glad Tom Lolo. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that he's uh, for. Tonga. Tonga, not not for Queensland. Are we able to finish up with um, that's in Queensland? If that's oh possible, boy. I'll see. I love a bit of that's. In, I love a bit of that's <laughs> in Queensland. Yeah. See what I can find, because um, I know I, I didn't the opportunity. I was sitting in a lunchroom and there was Greg Alexander, you know, <laughs> Penrith boy. Talking yeah. about Greg, uh, Valenti's two point admires him. Loves he loves him. him. So when you do write that song for Valenti's two point <laughs> make sure you put in the. Oh. the the boy crush for Alexander. Every, <laughs> everyone's got a boy crush on Alexander. No, that's, that's not that's not new. <laughs> but, he, but he was all he, Westies do. He was in the room, and there was Kevy, and they're watching the, the you know, whatever game was before us. I've lost internet. Oh, no way. Um, and it was the Broncos game, and Kevy just sitting there, and you know the Broncos being beaten. You can see him kind of going. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's still so dirty about um, not getting the coaching job that he was promised, and <laughs> Greg Alexander, I have never seen a more subtle shit stir. Just asking, <laughs> just asking him questions, the the way Brandy was asking questions, going, "Oh, poor old Broncos, you you must be feeling terrible for him because they're your old club." <laughs> Didn't you, you know how many premierships did you win with them? Oh, they're doing so bad. <laughs> I didn't know Brandy 
Had was, some banter in him. Well, his his brother his brother in law is my guy. He would have got a few of the a few of the banter from that one. Yeah, Mark Guy loves a good old shit too. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. I've, I've done a bit of stuff with Mark Guy. I um on Triple M and um <laughs> lunatic. Oh, he's nuts. But he uh, he probably if I got it on. No, I haven't got it on. I've got, I've got a Raiders belt buckle, and I did something rather and and um. Uh, he said to me, you know, I knew I was a Raiders fan, so what do you think about the, um, uh, the way the Raiders are going right now? And I said, look, I'm, I'm a fan. Whatever Ricky's doing, he's the coach. I just, I just follow the team. You know, I'm not going to sit – Ricky's not going to listen to my selections while I was even making them. And he's gone, oh, brother. <laughs> big, big hug. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a good fellow from the West. He's um, got himself a little gym. He's in St Mary's, isn't he? He's a Wayland boy, Mount Drill boy, yeah. He played who he played for the Saints. Yes, he did. There's there's him and Cartwright and Cardi. Yeah, the Cartwrights. There's quite a few of them that played for some areas, uh Tony Pulitua, Peter Wallace. Pulitua, he's there. They've got this. They've got their pictures up. Yeah, the club. But they, so yeah, they play for St Mary's, but then they've also got a club that they played for before. Before St Mary's, yeah, so right. going to come to us. <laughs> yep. Peter Wallace played for Lower Mountains before going to St Mary's. Yeah, he was a Blue Mountains boy. Yeah, just yeah. trying to find a current version of Queen. That's in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, because I haven't been playing, I haven't remembered all the words. Oh, that's alright. Here's as, your, here's as, your any, um, as any good muso, you know, you forget your words because you write so many good songs. <laughs> but, all time um, favourite Canberra Raiders player? It's a tough one. I'm going to go for Ashley Gilbert. Ashley Gilbert, Ash Gilbert, local boy, second rower, Crookwell sheep farmer, and loved him when he played. In 87, he was the top point scoring, top try scoring forward. And amongst all the international superstars, he still, like, he held his own and he was such a good clubman. And if you go to, you know, once they open Bruce Stadium, if you go down there, you won't find him in the corporate box. You won't find him. You'll just find him out in the concourse with a few of his sheep farming mates sinking beers, <laughs> cheering for the team. Like he, he's he's been going ever since. What do you think about Bellyache as a player? <laughs> I loved him. We, he was awesome. We used to go and watch him at Seaford Oval Hill, and there was this. So back in the, this is the early eighties, you'd finish school, and the goodies would be on this TV, the English TV show, The Goodies, followed by. Uh, Kenny Everett video show and there's this episode of the goodies you heard of the goodies yeah yeah episode of the goodies where they've done a parody of um, uh, Watership Down and that the, the rabbits get lost and they're all dressed as rabbits but they're all naturalists and one of them is David Bellamy who was a, a famous British naturalist <laughs> and David Bellamy dresses as a rabbit hops across the road and all the goodies are going Bellamy Bellamy and calling <laughs> so after that episode aired, aired the hill at Seaford Oval someone Bellamy got the ball. Someone went, Bellamy! Bellamy! <laughs> and all the, all the kids, all the kids who, you know, the school kids who were there knew exactly what this was and were straight away going, Bellamy! And at one point, he's looked up the hill and gone, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone going, Bellamy! He, was scr- he would have been scratching the back of his mullet too because oh, he had the oh, mullet back in the day. So he'd be going, the heck? He had a great mud flap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and good shoulder pads as well. Yes. Uh, I saw a bit of footage of him the other day and yeah. I was like, you, are you playing football or are you going for a night out? <laughs> <laughs> what are you off to, champ? I'm just going to play golf. Oh, oh, golf? <laughs> He's a naturalist. All how, how, how hard life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love to play golf. Golf in the rain. Yeah, he's gone back to he, he's gone to the 19th <laughs> hole. 
<laughs> not the 18th, 19th hole. Yeah, I come back home. How did you go? Oh, I can't remember. I, I, I sunk a few though. Hole in ones, but not the hole in ones we're looking for. He only got 45 minutes of light. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going. He's going to go to the putt putt. Yeah, he's, no, he's gone back. To, no, he's gone to. The, he's gone to the back nine. So Dri- there you go. Driving range. No, we're going par three, Terry Hill, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to go, but... Because <laughs> I don't want to buy clubs, so I have to play with right-handed clubs, and I'm left-handed, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Hit, 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 hit with your right and have the left hand with the beer in the hand, it's all good. <laughs> there you go. Catch ya. Yeah. Alrighty, so this... So we've got to remember, <laughs> Kalen Ponga, where's he from? Port Hedland. Port Hedland. Uh, Kafusi and Papali, <laughs> both from Auckland. And Will Chambers, he's not going to play this year, but this is last year's he's from version. Darwin. He's, <laughs> from, he's from a little town outside Darwin. Yes. <laughs> Could somebody please help me? I'm a little bit confused. The definition of origin is still being misconstrued. Last year, Queensland lost JT, Cooper, Cam and Origin. So let's see from which parts of Queensland come this year's Queensland team. Where's Port Headland? That's in Queen. Join in, boys. Where is Auckland? That's in Queensland. And where is Nullanby? That's in Queensland. Queensland's Queenslanders say they play with more state passion and state pride Since Joe Bielke's gerrymander, they've sure played with their state lines With Inglis gone, they need a Queensland leader for their team So let's see what the origins of their leadership has been So we're thinking here, the leader of Queensland, when I wrote this, was actually, the Premier was... uh, before Palaszczuk, he was he was from <laughs> Sydney, um, and then the captains prior, you had Adrian Lamb and Greg Inglis. Where is Sydney? That's, That's in Queensland. Queensland. Papua New Guinea. That's in Queensland. And where is Bowraville? That's in Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. One more time, boys. Queensland's everywhere. Thank you. And on that note, guys, we'd like to thank Dennis for his uh, wonderful hospitality and musical. Oh, we're going to go one more. Here we go. I guess I should apologise. I have been a bit unfair. It seems most Queensland players did originate up there. (laughs) So I think it's time that I set the record straight and name the towns that bred the champions who played for that fair state. Where is Brisbane? That's in Queensland. Where is Cairns? That's in Queensland. Longreach, Toowoomba, Innisfail. That's in Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. <coughs> where is Bundaberg? That's in Queensland. And where is Ipswich? That's in Queensland. But where's the origin shield? That's in New South Wales. Queensland's Oh, we'll thank say you. thank you for that, and also Queensland do take it up the butt too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, mate, for your uh, wonderful hospitality, uh, good songs, and good yarn as well. It was a great, great no, was uh, awesome. chat. So sorry if we've gone over the time limit. No, <laughs> there, there is no, no time, time limit. Time There's no time limit. Yeah, 
I'll, I'll stick to the speed limit going back home. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, oh, good luck with your um, tour when, when we do come out of this coronavirus shit. <laughs> That's what I'll say it is. It's, it's, it's not uh, – uh, my personal view is it's just the flu, just a bit harder. Mm. <laughs> and as, as I said to someone on, on, online earlier today, um, you know, about the negative Nancys, I'm over the negative Nancys, um, you know, people feeding a narrative – a narrative for them. Um, maybe I should go and plant a virus, but I think China beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of the final whistle, ladies and gents. We will see you guys on Saturday. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsors for our, their continued support. Uh, HQ Services, Electrical Air Conditioning, PNS Dumpers, Sonali Sports, which will have our gear on Friday. Sports medals up there in... Uh, in Coolangatta or, or Gold Coast, he's, he's from. He's been shipping out medals left, right, and centre all over the country for us at a cheaper deal for you all. Um, Victor Sports, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's all our sponsors that we do have at yeah, the moment. That's at the moment, and um, <laughs> it's growing. <laughs> oh, and don't, yeah, don't forget you can catch us Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. on SWA Triple Nine. If I can get a good edit of the, the songs, we may play them <laughs> on Saturday morning <laughs> as a pump-up for round one. Round one of the Junior League is back, guys. Stay tuned. Um, keep safe. And if you do have any kind of coronavirus and are associated with a Junior Rugby League, don't do what I do by saying it's just the flu. Get yourself tested because we want the kids to be out there and having fun. Until next Wednesday, see you all. See you, guys. See ya. See you, mate. And that's the final whistle.